0: Ladies, gentlemen, then bees, how is it hanging, banging, slanging there, everybody? This is Eat Sleep elite your weekly AW review and breakdown. How is it going there, my brother Charlie? Let's go. It's going all right. You know, yeah, that's what I like to hear. Start not strong, uh, as did kind of the wrestling this week. I, mean, I won't say like elevation was like spectacular, but you know, like uh, the wrestling this week, like if you go by like just what was on TV, it's oh, it all pretty, it pretty good, you know? Um, There's some yeah. stuff in there, you know? You know, you know was, obviously, we'll get through all that stuff, like breaking down elevation, dark, uh, I guess, dark elevation or dark, depending on how you want to refer to it, as well as dynamite and rampage baby anyway um before i get into all that stuff there's a couple of orders of business we like to take care of at the top of the show uh because you know we want to make sure that especially if this is like your first time listening to the show that you get a like a good idea of how we do things week to week and uh but when we get done with all that we'll go straight into some positivity because we like to stay positive on the show as much as we possibly can with our favorites but before we get to that I'd like to let you guys know that you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Bane Duke. That's B A N E D U K E, and you can follow Charlie at O oh Charlie with an X instead of an A. Now, whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to this on right now—be that Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, any of the other ones like that—that that you might possibly be on. Uh, make sure you follow it or subscribe so that you stay up to date with a new episode of this show in your feed every week on Sundays or Saturdays, depending on when we do it. I'm assuming this will be out on uh, Sunday morning, depending. Um, yeah, so Sunday before... morning, Sunday
1: afternoon if you're UK.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so if you're about to, you know, tune into the Super Bowl tomorrow, um, you know, before you, you know, get some of your Super Bowl before you, before you see, I don't know like, who's even winning that game because I haven't paying attention. But um, actually, before before I move on,
1: Charlie, who who do you got in the Super Bowl? Oh, man, I my I've been thinking the Chiefs all week. I just okay. feel like we're destined for a, another Mahomes ring. So, you know, is this the beginning of the Mahomes legacy? Like the I mean, obviously,
0: they already started building it with the one Super Bowl. Yeah, but. I
1: know. Right. It's yeah, five AFC championships in a row. I mean, that's that, insane. That Tom Brady like stat is already he's only like three away. I mean,
0: <laughs> it's kind of stupid. So, yeah, that's that's nuts already on its own. But like, that's
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting it, his second ring. I could see it
0: okay okay fair enough fair enough like i said i haven't been watching football enough like i i'm knowledgeable about football um if anyone doesn't believe that they can ask charlie but um you know i don't I have paying attention so i i can't say um i probably should get back into like sports or something but i tried to get back into hockey last year Dude, it's something
1: random that i'm actually really okay. excited about for tomorrow Huh? is you know we've been talking a lot on our show you know here we talk about the movies and all that a lot and If there was a sign that the movie industry is really like kicking back into full gear since COVID, there is eleven movie spots tomorrow, including new trailers and even like Cocaine Bear is getting a fucking fifteen second spot.
0: I mean, hey, that's you know, that's like some high profile stuff was not choosing not to go that way.
1: Like Last of Us didn't or something
0: like, and then
1: yeah, and yeah, Last of Us uh, instead of they're putting their episode Sunday, they did it last night.
0: Yeah, and so something hmm.
1: I just cannot wait for is the superhero movie we've been hearing about so much for like three years now is the flash our first trailer comes out about the flash okay
0: i'm going so off topic i gotta say this though because i've been thinking it last like week because like they're already starting to do marketing that doesn't really involve ezra miller and i'm not saying anything about like whether he's in the movie or not i'm saying like i know he's in the movie because they couldn't remove him they tried there might be like
1: three different versions of them in the movie you know
0: yeah, so I mean we know at least one, right? The Evil Flash, right? So that that yeah. kicks off um the uh, Flashpoint stuff. But anyway, I I I don't know, man, the ethicalness of like watching that movie. I'm starting to question. it. I'm like, ah, is is it worth cuz like it's a reset point, right? So technically, unless like I find out there's something that happens in that movie that's integral to understanding what's going on like going forward, which I think would be a stupid move in the first place. Like they should just leave everything reset at the end if they do anything, right? Um Yeah and have and, the story be self-contained i just i i think I almost wonder if i could skip it like that's kind of, i'm starting to wonder if i can skip this and not have to watch a movie with Ezra miller in it and you know what i mean
1: like and you're not alone with that there's there's plenty of people that don't don't like ezra and you know they i just don't like what he did like, i don't past. care about yeah. him
0: being in this movie like if this movie could be existing like without him in it i would go see it but i think it's just i don't know but but yeah go ahead and finish what you were gonna say about it because like, no, it's just like,
1: one of those things we've been hearing about like that this is just apparently one of the greatest superhero moves they've ever made and which bothers me because like it bothers it. it, it's i can not believe it and james gunn when he was doing his announcement i'm we're going way off topic we'll pass it in a yeah. second but he we'll, was even we'll saying past. this is like the greatest this is one of the greatest it's like what the hell did andy Muschietti create in the flash and What did Andy Muschietti do to
0: James Gunn to make him say that? Yeah, if
1: anything, I I gotta see it for what Andy Muschietti created, because if if this is even a fraction as good as these people that pumped it up for the past, like, two and a half years, we're in for something seriously special. It never could
0: be. It's like the Snyder Cut. Like, everyone thought the Snyder Cut would be, like, revolutionary. And it was really good, but I wouldn't say it was, like, industry-changing, you know? It might change how things are done. Like, maybe they will release cuts like that in the future, but I don't think it's, like, that. You know what I mean? It wasn't... The hype that was put into the Snyder Cut, it never lived up to because it couldn't. There's just no way. Like, there's such a thing as too much hype, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's like, what, four and a half fucking hours? <laughs> I mean, you can watch it as a TV show, though. So, yeah, you know, can. Like, um, it's well, designed that way. Yeah, but, but yeah,
1: as you guys could tell, I, I, we'll get our own show with, with movies and everything down the road. We have to again because it's just – I, I feel like I could spend the next 50 minutes talking to you about all this stuff I, right now, I, but... I
0: literally could talk for an hour about why everyone's wrong <laughs> about Black Panther too. Like, but, I'm not even kidding. Like,
1: But that being said, um, yeah, we got some, we got some couple dark matches I'm excited yes. to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. And as we like to do with our favorites, we're going to jump right in. It's an even week. Even though I wrote 42, I believe it's 44, guys. 44 episodes of our second season of the show. Nuts. As, of course that resets for double or nothing correct so in may
0: yeah, yeah that yeah, number yeah. we really should have set that at the
1: beginning of the year
0: which would have meant so much special. but i understand why we did sense, it because that's yeah. the technical reset for aw is double or nothing but it just it's like doing it for wrestlemania like a lot of shows do that too if they have even got seasons you know and it's like it's so weird because it's in like april or whatever you know like so it's like
1: yeah it's a way for us to keep it in line but the wrestling it's... year is a weird one you know <laughs> yeah So, that being said, we're going to jump right into it. And for my favorite (laughs) this week, it's Brian Danielson and Roosh. Um, El Toro Blanco. This Danielson run is just simply so much fun, man. And we have talked about this week after week, and he fucking deserves this praise. Yeah. And Roosh, I'm going to say it right now. This was the star-making performance on the AEW roster that he had been wanting. More than the Moxley match. This match that he had with Danielson, this will elevate him. We're going to feel it the next time we see him on screen. And it's just, I think, I think this might have caught the wrestling world kind of at the perfect time for Roosh. Because, unfortunately for him, the way they brought him in, a lot of AEW fans didn't watch his work in ROH. And a lot of AEW fans weren't familiar with him. So, to get him over with that main crowd, they put him with Andrade and Andrade's already kind of been like a like a almost like a cult favorite. Like there's so many groups on the Internet that just root for Andrade. And, you know, Roosh was kind of just seen as the the next guy in the line. Right. He wasn't seen as the guy. I think now we're going to see it. If Andrade
0: came back tomorrow, I think we'd have to have a conversation about who the real leader of LFI is right
1: now. Right. And I think Roosh is going to be seen as the guy going forward. I I think a lot of fans are now on his, excuse me, on his side after this. And a couple things about the matches uh, about the match, the violence of this match, this, the violence here was just unbelievable. And I I bit onto every single fucking time they got into those little chest wars or every single time they got into those, the slap wars, you know, and the, the, the mocking of the poses, he beat the living shit out of Danielson and he made it, he made it believable. And I I just, if we're going like completely, you know, kayfabe in storyline here for this, getting ready for the Iron Man match. Is there no more proof now than ever that Danielson's ready for this Iron Man match, At, after the beating that Rouge put him through? I just can't. I can't believe we had this match. This was the and we we talked about it last week where this was Rouge's dream match. He his dream match was against Danielson. He made that clear last week. I wish they played it off a little more on TV. Thankfully, Jose the assistant did. He was like, I think you know, the one honestly, that really though,
0: pushed it off. I agree with you, but I, I would like to have known that, like going because I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize Jose was like implied that I was just so like locked in on the match, laser focused. Yeah. That I, but like, I honestly think that helps because I don't know if Rush's character. I don't know if I want him saying like, oh, "This is my dream match." Like, I he's think Daniel is one, one of the guys that, that you know? really inspired him to want to, you know. Oh, I agree with you one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I just. I, it's cool to hear that, but I would. I I think can, it works to Roosh's character better that I didn't even. Yeah, realize it, that, unfortunately,
1: you know? since he is a heel, it doesn't really. Yeah, it. You know, there's. You get a little clogged in there, but.
0: But if that had been the, like if that had been the vibe going in, that's never heard a heel in AEW before saying this is nope, my dream. It so, didn't Moriarty already do that when he had just like basically turned heel? Yeah, I mean, you know, so you can do that. You can, you can absolutely like the Garcia versus Daniel feud, uh, Danielson feud. You know what I mean? Yep, um Absolutely. Perfect example. He was big time heel, but he could. You know, he still said it. You know, so yeah.
1: So real quick, I'll do what I like to do here. I'll I'll cover the end of the match, and then I'll snag your thoughts on this, and we'll go to your favorite. Um. So here we here we are. Danielson hits a dro- a corner drop kick. Roosh then cuts him off with a straight jacket pile driver. Danielson kicks out. Roosh is just relentlessly cracking him with these forearms. He goes for the bull's horn again. Danielson popped up, hit a Busaiko knee for a close two. The forearm battle just continued on. There's like twenty back and forth. We're getting headbutts in here. Like I said, I'm trying to portray the violence of this match was on another level. Um, Roosh tried another comeback German. Danielson landed on his feet, hit another psycho knee to win. Just, this was an instant classic. Uh, honestly, for me right now, uh, in my in my notes, it's my Dynamite match of the year right now. I am very, very impressed with this match. MJF then hits the ring, knocks out Danielson with his uh, diamond ring, you know, and he's just getting away. No security guards and Yeah so i just yeah I, I, any other thoughts you had on this because i mean clearly as you can tell i just this this yeah. was it for me this to yeah, me yeah. was so fucking good so
0: i'm I, everything obviously i echo excuse me echo all the sentiments that you said um the fascinating thing to me about this match is like in my head i'm like okay you know i, I assume this will just be like a super technical match because it's like danielson but like obviously Danielson could adapt to different styles so he can really do whatever it is you need to do and somebody pointed this out, I'm not exactly sure who it is off the top of my head, so anyone else that watches like wrestling content, like if you're, it's so deep that you're listening to our podcast, you probably heard this as well, someone made the point that Bruce is a fantastic brawler Um, and it's not a style that AEW honestly dabbles in that much Um, as weird as that is to say, like you have your Adam Pages, you know, you have uh, various other guys who can brawl like Moxley but like which is why, why I think, by the way, the, the Moxley-Hangman feud is going so well right now is because they're similar styles. Um, obviously, though, Hangman does have a bit of the, you know, flippy-dippiness to him. But the point is, this fight was a struggle. It's what it felt like from bell to bell, was that they were just... It was like there was no plan. They were just going in and beat the absolute shit out of each other so that they could pick up the W. There was no other, you know... It didn't even matter that he was going to get paid for other briefcases or whatever. Bruce just wanted to put as much of himself as he could into this fight to try and prove that he was better. Um, and that's what I think makes like really exciting matches sometimes. Man, is is the ability for me to buy into the fact that these guys don't like each other and they want to just destroy each other. Um, we didn't mention uh, Danielson got a full on like crimson mask at one point throughout this match. Like he had, yes, he did. The yeah. fully covered, like. <laughs> Um. So, like, you know, and we let we all love Danielson when he bleeds because he bleeds like unbelievably. Despite like, like I don't know what it is. Pig. But, yeah, he bleeds like crazy. Some people just have it. CM Punk also bleeds like crazy. You know what I mean? Even on small shit, you know. So like, um, it's a it's a gift you're either given or you're not in the wrestling business, and um, doesn't seem to affect him much either. Like he would like, lose all that blood and just be just fine. Um the i actually think there was like a beyond beautiful cell on a miss uh missile i put a middle drop kick in my in my uh uh notes but i meant to write missile drop kick um there were some really good spots like i love that this was probably the perfect crowd to put this match in front of uh in el paso because uh when you know all the spanish reference like you know because they do all the spanish chants and they'll get like the c kicks instead of the yes kicks here which i thought was really funny um it was really cool uh, oh there's okay this is one spot i actually did want to mention so they had like a little slap fight like a little four like a what is that what's it called palm strike battle on like the apron yeah you know? and yeah. roosh just chucked his ass off the apron just like ooh, just good stuff like it's a I, that was a good like payoff spot to that because like they, you know you could slap each other like that and say like, where are we going next and i was like oh as soon as he grabbed as soon as i think it was like a german or something off or whatever kind of suplex he just grabbed him and i was like oh here we go you know uh just, just really really good stuff and like i like the the setup of the bulls horn being like a setup and then him like kind of rush into it because he knows he has to hit it and then danielson like, pops up hits that knee like you said and i was with this match the whole way it was really really fun to watch
1: absolutely and you know a great point about the el paso because we we i remember seeing like uh people kind of talking on social media and twitter like Saying stuff like, "How many kids in that crowd see someone like Rouge, and they're like, that just inspires them." I mean, this match, right? Seeing yeah. Rouge might inspire a whole, you know, a even generation. Just one of kid, you could,
0: you don't know. Yeah, like, it's,
1: and it's really neat. It's really cool. And that, uh, well put, well put.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, people talk about that all the time, right? Like representation in terms of pro wrestling. Like, um, I think Athena being Ring of Honor Women's World Champion right now is really big for like that. If we could get Ring of Honor on TV, I think. That you could add a a litany of lists, like the acclaimed that just had lost the titles. Oh, shit, spoilers. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, uh, I mean, if you're watching the show, you know that already. But, um, you know, if you're watching the show, that's impressive. Because anyway, um, but uh, (laughs) so anyway, if you're listening to this show, I should say you you know that. But like, yeah, I mean, representation, I think, is beyond important when it comes to um, stuff like that. Because like you said, could be a million kids out there that see... One of these people representing the company, you know, in a, or I mean, this, I don't know how this doesn't make the main event. It feels like a main event match. I mean, I get why now, but
1: I mean, doesn't it feel like the show should have gone off air with this? I don't know. Anyway. This, this back hour was just nuts, man. This, this back hour of dynamite. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That wasn't the only thing.
0: No, true, 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 true. Absolutely. Yeah. So um rewind back in time because we'll we'll flip over to uh to my favorite now unless you had more you wanted to say no nope. um the opening of the show so i complained like literally last week on the podcast i think that mjf doesn't wrestle enough i stand by that it's still a valid complaint um but uh mjf took on one of our favorites this week which was uh Kanosuke Takeshita in a AEW world championship eliminator match um so yeah this is kind of mjf kind of taking the opportunity in the same week that danielson's facing probably his toughest challenge yet um if maybe not his toughest but one of his i don't know Roosh was kind of set up like the final boss here so eh, we'll see we'll see um but because i don't think that means this is the last match we see him wrestle before the pay-per-view we still have plenty of time so anyway um we had mjf taking on the And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I didn't expect Kesha to have, like, an early advantage over MJF in this match. They 100% treated Takesha like a valid challenge to this belt. This was well not just a throwaway. Very glad for that. There was a very real possibility, I think, in the back where they were considering letting MJF lose to Takesha here. I don't think it was the right time, but I think if this had been, like, post the pay-per-view, that he probably could have won the match, you know? Um, but obviously, they didn't want to, like... it could already feel... I don't know if you agree with this. You could already, already feel this last week, especially when he got rushed by Takesha on the way to Danielson um that it felt like um the storylines were getting a little too like they were crossing the streams like everyone wanted to see kanosuke versus mjf as well and that may be where they go next we'll, we'll have to see but i, I could understand why they kind of just put a little pin in this for now you know um in terms of having mjf win here um and this was mjf getting that come up so we've been waiting for him to get a little bit because you know it can get a little bit a little bit like it can feel like, oh man, MJF just gets away with everything, you know, like, and he just never gets any payback for it. And just, oh, absolutely. Like you want to see him get his ass kicked sometimes. And this was the perfect opportunity for that. So, um, there was one spot I want to call attention to, uh, that MJF was given that like, uh, avalanche death lariat off the top rope from, uh, Takeshita. And he landed on his feet, Charlie. yeah. Uh, th-
1: th- is MJF secretly a luchador? Is that what we're learning? I, um, I think uh, MJF is a little more athletic than he gets credit for, right?
0: I mean, it's not like the guy's incapable of doing those things, I think. I yep. think that's the whole point of why he did that, right? It was Because like, I think a lot of people think that because MJF doesn't do things that he can't. But like I think those people just don't understand what MJF does and why he does it. Because I'm going to tell you guys what MJF says all the time. He's a big Roddy Piper guy. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure if Roddy Piper had wanted to do anything he could in the wrestling business, he would have done it, regardless of whether he needed to do it. He could have learned it and then just not used it if he didn't want to. I mean, I, I, That seemed very Roddy Piper to me. Um, that being said, um, I like uh, MJF kind of like baiting to, cash to in, like he acted like he was kind of down a little bit. And then as soon as he went to like move on him, he, struck, he uh, snuck him right into the salt of the earth. Good stuff there. Good, nice heelish, you know, playing possum tactics. Um, that MJF powerbomb on the knee, uh, that spot is just nasty. You You're know, so um, good. It, it always gets me. Um, I'm really surprised. Honestly, I, I want to get your thoughts on this before um, I, I finish up my point here. I'm surprised that we saw MJF kind of in a position of weakness in this match. Like, did, were you surprised to see him actually kind of put on the back foot in this match a little bit? Uh, you know, not, I wasn't too surprised,
1: actually. Maybe I, it's I just think,
0: how I view Takeshi, because I think in my head I have an idea of what they view him as, and maybe I'm just underselling how valuable the AAW views him. Yeah, like, I, I think,
1: think I think he's becoming a, a, a priority, and I think good. that's, that's what I why wanted. they wanted him in this match. And okay, okay. I don't think they're afraid to have Max look a little, a little weaker too. So that also, I'm just surprised even if Max you're not looking at it,
0: willing to go there because I know he knows, but like that's, I was, I would think yeah, he and his head want to be strong.
1: Right he is still a chicken shit a little bit, so he's got to embrace that, you know.
0: Yeah, and I'm I, that was one of the biggest first surprises in this run with him as the champion. I thought we would be like because he was talking about leading up into the championship. I know that was all talk because he wanted to play the babyface, but he talked about wanting to prove that he could be a champion that defended the title not like week to week or anything like that and he never implied he was going to do that just like that he would prove that he could you know hang with the best but i guess he re- maybe it's like he realized once he got to the top that like now he's just like a target so it doesn't matter he has to just do what he has to take so I, I i can understand that um i like mjf getting taken to the limit by Takestra man it's a good move um and to catch i got busted up a little bit um and then they'd had like a little close up on it at the end of the match that some people had a problem with because like i think you could see the blade a little bit or something i don't know if you have anything you want to say about that it's, it's fucking just, professional wrestling they've been blading it's for one of those things like i mean 50 if, years you know if you don't exactly. like it you know I, I if
1: there's there's 18 different ways you could blame this i mean it's it's i don't know you shouldn't don't blame you anybody shouldn't you, see you know the what wrestler? they shouldn't
0: have done they should not have fucking closed up on him when he was getting looked at by the doctors. yeah
1: i mean it's definitely the camera shot then that's what i go to no I, that's not even the camera guy's that's, fault that's
0: whoever was in the fucking back that had control over yeah what camera yeah was that's being what i mean shown. i mean like so that first, was tk That was on tk yet. i'm sorry unless tk has like a, no sorry tk hired a guy that was different right to do that job so that guy think, that we've been I raving about just messed
1: up with that I think he just so. didn't
0: know. I think that guy. I don't know if he's been in the
1: wrestling business, and if he hasn't, then he just wouldn't know that. Okay, he might be about to pass a blade. To and refs. and there is some blame that goes to Takeshita because he should know that the cameras are on him at that moment. Like, like not, I said, I don't there's blame there's a Takeshita few ways for that. He's probably
0: it. done that a thousand times. I, why would he do it otherwise? It's not like he's so green that he doesn't know how to be on a camera. They have cameras in EDT.
1: Oh yeah, it's nothing like that. I think it's just he he's got to realize that that's going to get picked up. Maybe he thought they were showing a highlight. So like I said, I don't know man. There's a I few different ways to look for at the it. The camera's being
0: on him still. That's not his fault. I, and I, I don't And usually we don't
1: catch this because they do it during the match still. And I just don't agree. No, if if someone else if if
0: wasn't in control of the cameras, I would agree with you, but like he doesn't know. How is he supposed to know? Oh,
1: that That's the camera that doesn't. pans I, over I the agree. ring. He doesn't like... know. And that he, I I just don't think that's that's why it's such a hard topic because I just think it's it's you, a television show, blame, man. They could have cut to anything there. Agreed. Like and it's not like it's a hundred percent live. So it's it's one of those things. I don't know how it slipped through. And also, let me just throw this out there. I had no I didn't fucking notice it until people posted it all over Twitter and I noticed it, down. it, but I didn't care. Like this is how, how much I, I
0: look for shit. Like I look for mistakes. Like every time Dark makes an editing Have you noticed Dark and Elevation haven't made an editing mistake in a long time? I used to point every single one of them out. You know?
1: So that's that's what I always go to. It, this this was the way it was brought into our feeds, unfortunately, and It's just because it's these people that are rooting on the down. It probably will never happen again.
0: I will imagine that, you know, exactly
1: because I I think it was a a really freak situation that, I, I I, that's what's it's so frustrating to me. But it it is the kind
0: of thing that would never happen in a lot of other companies, and it's really sad that it did happen. But you know, like I, I I don't take as much stock in this kind of shit. I don't even know when he got cut open. It would have been at some point. Was it
1: after the match?
0: No, no, no. It was during the match because I I So then how the hell didn't it get to the ref during the match? Uh the blade? He, you you have places you keep blades during a match. I mean, otherwise you wouldn't be able to get them out there in the first yeah. place. So I just so. that's
1: there's there's a couple of things I'm like I, I just think it was a freak situation and it was very unlucky that the camera was on it when he was handing it over. That's that's what I go to. And yeah, yeah, okay. I mean I, I like yeah, all I the rest I don't blame
0: Dakashita, I'm sorry. I don't No, I don't...
1: I, I don't blame him, but it's one of those things, no matter who it was, it, it's just unlucky that they caught it. So, you know, people are going to use it to spew their same thing. While yeah, they call like the what, people guts. that
0: don't like Takeshita will use it as a reason why he shouldn't be like a main star. But it's like, you know, just shut up for five seconds and like watch the rat, rat guy wrestle. You'll understand, you know,
1: watch the work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with that being said, though, um, that takes us out of favorites.
1: Yeah, yeah, we um. So we got a little bit of news. Nothing too crazy like last week. Uh, honestly, stuff will kind of just quickly run through. Uh, next week they're calling AEW Rampage Slam Dunk.
0: All right, so the NBA theme will be on it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I Excuse bet Dynamite will play it too. Have they used that thing at all since they bought it? If I'm gonna be honest with you, if they haven't, if they didn't have plans to use that shit, contest, if they literally bought that shit for one show i'm questioning but what tony Khan's the 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 song that was like the nba theme for forever
1: oh right? yeah yeah they used it a couple times like back to back and i don't i haven't noticed it recently uh, that's what i'm saying like if we're talking all right
0: just throwing this out there tk if you're gonna make business moves like that i understand you could use the song whenever you want now like if you're gonna do that though if you're gonna i'm assuming spend like a decent amount of money to do that because i'm assuming it wasn't cheap if it was like the sound of the nba for forever um like i i don't know if that's the move use the shit out
1: of it we don't mind right
0: like if if <laughs> you're gonna get it get your money's worth out of it don't just spend money i mean i know you got billions but like you, you don't need to be spending all of it at once just With for a, a song
1: yeah. yeah agreed um so aw and espn announced the partnership uh, okay pay-per-views will now be available on espn to subscribers in australia new zealand and the pacific islands
0: I've mentioned recently, there's like this secret fucking like indie wrestling scene over there, obviously. Are we getting all these wrestlers from? So it's probably a good thing. Maybe some wrestlers will choose to go to AEW now. You never know.
1: So I believe um, I'm trying to get where this came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't find where it came from. But Tony Khan expects a very lucrative deal for the AEW media rights. He said, quote, I expect big increases in the rights for AEW programs and we're on a good pace. To make a very lucrative deal for the AW media rights going forward. Um, pretty much all this means is I just hope that they uh, keep it on CBS and TNT. And I'm pretty sure that's the the end goal. The, the goal I'm still holding on to for some fucked up reason is that AW gets their own slot on HBO Max. And I think
0: the talk recently that I've heard is that they're just looking. They're shopping it around. Um and, and like honestly, like I think it's probably. I mean, if they can't come to a deal with, with uh, Warner, I mean, you know, like if Warner's just not interested, then, I mean, you might have to go somewhere else. And then, well, I, I think,
1: you know, yeah, I think it wouldn't be Warner not interested. I, it might be a scenario where there's Comcast or something else offering even more money.
0: I. I think it's a real – I mean, okay, people are going to probably flame me for this if they hear about it, but I, I think it's genuinely a real possibility that, like, AEW doesn't even get renewed by Warner. Like, I think that's oh, – I, I think I nobody's think considering that chance. at all, and I yeah. think the fact that their numbers have really not increased at all in the last, like, like, really the entire time that we've been watching. Like, I think nobody's taking that into account. Right. The only yeah person but it's still doing like great Eric numbers Michelle.
1: that's we've we've covered this before well, warner media it's all the people relative, in charge right are like yeah, numbers are still good
0: numbers regardless they're
1: like, very happy with what they're doing
0: well happy and like ecstatic and wanting to give you extra money and bigger deal and a slot on hbo max are two different things you know like uh, that's all i'm saying is like
1: oh i know i know I tv know rights
0: deals aren't like cut and dry like oh we have kept the same amount of viewers for the entire time so that means we're obviously like it might be just a renewal. It may not be like a up, an increase. I think I think Tony Khan can't imagine a scenario where they don't get an increase. But Tony Khan is now only this is the first television company that he's ever run. So like I don't know if he's like the authority per se. You know, like on what uh, and and listen, like I dislike Eric Bischoff as much as the next guy, but he does know about television. You know, like so. Uh, I will say that even though I don't agree with his interpretation of it I think it's I think like if if Tony Khan keeps like throwing his weight around like he has been with like the ship with the Briscoes and various other things that he like really really leaned into them on I don't know man like I feel like yeah you can do that if you're like the biggest show on the block but like. I don't know if AEW has that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's really difficult to know what... I know what, had, I know what you're saying. Especially with, like, um, the current executives of WB, uh, Discovery, Warner Discovery, whatever it is, um, are, are kind of axing everything that they can. And I feel like, and again, this is going to be a controversial take, so everybody, you know, sit down. I think it's possible that the people like that who are cutting shit that could have potentially made money and is way more of a loss to cut like entire fucking movies for example like batgirl right if they're willing to do that
1: aw might look like dead weight to them you know like i don't know um hey i i i see the picture you're trying to paint i and i i know what you mean
0: i don't even know if i'm trying to paint a picture i'm just just looking at this like just objective if if we
1: hadn't covered the fact that they're they've been very happy with them and they are looking forward to a future with them well, that, that's i would totally like, say saying. who's
0: saying that are they warner executives because i yes, don't
1: that's what we've covered that but who are they that's what i'm saying like that's of <laughs>
0: shit gets reported in the wrestling business all the time like well, let's play blah 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 is really happy it's like okay <sighs> okay not happy yeah, enough it, to bring in the it, briscoes like you know what i mean like that's what i'm saying like you know i'm not saying well, the briscoes we know like why. forego the ability but we all know it doesn't really matter what the past of somebody is like if they actually give a shit enough about the property they will make whatever needs to happen happen you know like even if it's bad for the brand like look at dana white's power slap you know what i mean like you think dana white's power slap isn't getting shit from all the people because of dana white dana white literally being an abusive person or whatever the hell the deal is there um now i'm gonna get fucking sued by dana white but um you know like you don't think that matters well it doesn't because his name's still on the thing so you know like yeah doesn't mean he's not all isn't still awful but obviously television companies don't care about that kind of shit if they actually think it's a valuable property um yeah i don't want to be like shitting on AEW because i'm obviously an AEW fan i i co-host a podcast about only AEW, right but it's hard for me to, like, look at this and then also see everybody, like, just pretending like we're in, like, La La Land where everything's going to work out perfectly and is going to get a massive increase. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, got to wait and see.
1: Got to wait and see. Um, So, yeah, that's it for news. So, that being said, if you want to take the lead on yeah. episode 101. See, I know the episodes now. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm out of a job.
0: Anyway, um. Yeah, so AW Dark Elevation episode number one oh one opened up with the JAS taking on the boys. So it was a little weird. It's two teams of people that use other people. I guess J I guess technically 2.0 have their own music
1: now, right? But
0: you know, they using the JAS. A little music, bit of FTR using,
1: in that music too.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Why not, right? Anyway, um yeah. the uh, and we had the boys, obviously from Dalton Castle's, uh, you know, little faction um and uh you know we had solo paul white for this obviously because uh, matt menard was wrestling in the ring at the time which i actually liked and I, I, they're gonna do shows with matt menard on them uh as well um i think they should uh, probably have him go first i don't people will probably get pissed about that him haven't gotten the first match but he's the fucking commentator so you get over it sorry about that. my cats being and it's a
1: fair point freaking cat Anyway, got
0: it to stop. All right, cool. So anyway, um, that was, yeah. And they, uh, I, I was saying that uh, 2.0 looked really smooth and it was a solid opening match to her elevation. And then we had uh, Smart Mark and Navari and Nice uh, challenging the Blackpool Combat Club backstage. Not much there. We had the next match on the card, which was J- uh, the Juice Robinson versus Jake Christ or Jake Christ. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Christ, but they said Christ, so maybe that's what it is. Um, But the Juice was loose. Um, I have no idea what their plans are for Juice. Uh, Juice versus Cassidy, maybe? That would be a great pay-per-view match. Um Juice
1: kind of feels like one of those guys that they just they brought in. He feels in. like
0: all Atlantic title material to me.
1: Yeah, I think they brought him in, and they have intentions with him. They're just not – they're kind of maybe getting revolution done with first. I, had this, I don't I know, know if it was a dream or, like, before I was going to bed, if I had this thought
0: – I had this thought in my head of Adam Cole coming back and joining up him with like So it's like it's like the faction would break down like this, like you obviously have Kenny and the Bucks, right? That's the elite. And then you have obviously Don Callis on the outside. And then Juice joins Bullet Club, obviously connection there. And then we also get Adam Cole and potentially Kyle O'Reilly eventually. And that's your faction. I don't know. It just came to my head the other day. No idea. It, um, it sounds nice to me. Um, obviously, since we're not getting, you know, undisputed versus Elite at any point uh, in the future, probably. Um, no more Bobbert Fish. No no more <laughs> Robert B. Fish. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah. So, uh, I didn't miss. I, sorry, I did, I did miss what the finishing move was here because uh, I, I was, like, super distracted during this match. I don't know why I just was. Um, we had the Dark Order taking on a... A jobber team. It was really short. Uh, they hit the pendulum bomb, which, according to uh, I think I think it was Daddy Magic said it was, was called the Meat Hammer or something like that. No, no, maybe that was uh, Paul White. <laughs> anyway, point is, it's the Meat Hammer now. We had the Meat Hammer for the Dark Order. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, got some hungry chance in there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, oh, the triple meeting of the minds. Well, who cares? We had Yuka Sakazaki. Wait, sorry, <laughs> Pff, incorrect. We had Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki. Anyway, um taking on Billy Starks. <laughs> um I don't know why I added that like high one at the end in there, but it's great. Um Billy Starks apparently not signed. There was like some people thought maybe she got signed or something. Didn't happen. Um we
1: didn't have that. Yeah, in- people are people are trying to connect the dots. I think they're getting a little antsy. I, I think people uh, just want
0: to be ahead of it, because, like, I don't know, like yeah. people like me, and you can just guess sometimes based on, like, as we watch, you know, guys, if you want my advice, if you want to know who they're going to sign, don't watch one episode or two episodes of Dark, and then just assume that person's getting signed. I used to do that, and you know what, how many of those people have been signed? Like, three, maybe, but the ones that I've been yeah. right about, it because it seemed really, really, really fucking obvious by the time we got there, so... Uh, and Billy
1: Starks, just because I don't know if we're gonna get another chance to talk about her, yeah. she was just announced for TJPW. So Hell again, yeah. another another promotion that we see cross with AEW talent. So, Absolutely. like I said, the dots are there. It's just is. NXT going to get to her first? And you know, while we're talking about more just in Japan?
0: random outside of the AEW women's wrestling, we didn't I, we didn't have it in uh, news or anything, but uh, we just saw that the uh, the Renegades won the NWA like women's tag titles or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, shout outs to the Renegades. That obviously. is a
1: great sign. I think. Yeah. Good. Good point. They're, they're I, on dark actually, and I elevation. I thought about bringing of... that up for news, but I totally forgot. No, um, I'm glad that, that I, tonight
0: it's a good time. We're talking about women's wrestling right now. And
1: you know what? Because the Renegade Twins, seriously, i, I we've seen some NWA talent really succeed in AW, and, and of course, Rosa became um, women's champion. And Ricky Starks. I mean, there are some people that get that start in NWA, and NWA world title weight scene aside there's a lot of good wrestling in there and a lot of young wrestling
0: oh you mean tyrus yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: so i I like seeing i like seeing the renegade twins get that spot and billy starks again going to japan i don't think can hurt anyone's career i I like yeah i mean who just a lot of people that work with AEW and uh, especially wrestle on dark go to japan and come back most recently queen aminata and th- yeah just true. did the same
0: thing and this girl seems to have something so like she hits um there was like a nice like solid like uh like sort of technical wrestling over did like some, some of that stuff oh billy starks hit a cravat by the way william regal just like had like uh uh had i don't know like, william Regal was like, just in his jammies or something you know like um because you don't see cravats anymore you just it's not a thing you don't really see, i mean you know some people do them but not very many you know um reverse choke on the ropes. Actually it looked pretty good. Uh there was like a, a front flip like she did like a front flip a front flip leg drop. Like what the hell? That what? Okay, she's got something. Um and I actually think I was saying this to, in my notes in the match, I think uh White and Menard are like genuinely one of the best commentary teams on AEW. That's gonna be a hot take, but I don't care, you know. Um they they actually sell the match. And they actually sell the wrestlers, so that's like commentary one oh one. Like if y'all want tips, go to Jim Ross. So, He's been doing this so, a long
1: time. Question for you when it comes to Yuka Sakazaki. Okay. She is the current like top of the line champion. So it's not called a world champion. Uh huh. But she is their high theoretical world champion in Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. Right. Are you surprised we don't see her ring bring that belt?
0: No, because AEW, as much as they pretend like they take KGP seriously, they don't. Because um, so. we see,
1: what's the belt that Hikaru Shida brings?
0: She brings, she, she was, uh, at one point, she was Ice Ribbon Champion and um, uh, Regina DeWave
1: as well. I think so she we lost see Regina see her bring De Wave, that though. belt. Do you think that's a Hikaru Shida thing? Do you I think... imagine
0: that Shida has
1: the point. And, and I also to... want to toss this at you because yeah. we've, we've heard this in our past. Is there a chance Yuka doesn't bring the belt with her when she comes to America?
0: It's possible she doesn't bring it. Whether some, com- I mean, I know, I'm pretty sure some wrestling companies do it differently than others. Like, I yeah, mean, no, traditionally that's definitely in been Japan, a thing before. I think they keep the belts. So, but, I, mean, I mean, obviously, Wave and uh, and uh, the Ice Ice Ribbon promotion are both in Japan as well. But I mean, like, uh, yeah, not her every wrestling, company
1: does Wave is yeah, and so it could she, be that she because brings Wave that one.
0: And uh, and uh, sorry, and uh, Ice Ribbon aren't as maybe as big or as well known to the Western audiences like Tokyo Joshi pro that maybe that's why they wanted to send the titles because they wanted to like advertise basically. I don't know. Like I maybe mean, it wouldn't advertise. but like to show off that. Hey, we have this person as well. Come check our stuff out, you know? Um, yeah.
1: I, I just I find it a little fascinating. She doesn't bring she that should. title. No,
0: she absolutely should. I, I, I'm with you, you know, uh, have someone bring the open, the dream gate title or something. But you know how, I mean, how like?
1: great is she? Just, Oh my God. Yuga Sakazaki. Imagine no if somebody showed up, up with a, a dragon the gate World title. Come either. on.
0: Insane, yeah, right? Anyway, um, the Dark Order attempted to recruit the boys, um, I think successfully. Charlie,
1: yeah,
0: you think that means Dalton (laughs) Castle? I mean,
1: okay, if they get Castle, sure, but really, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, how's
0: Dalton gonna feel about it? Is this how we get Dalton Castle versus like I don't know, Evil Uno or something? Let me just
1: ask you straight up. Okay. Do you want Dalton Castle in the Dark Order?
0: No, I want Dalton Castle to be Ring of Honor World Champion.
1: I do not want Dalton Dalton Castle anywhere near that fucking group. I'm sorry. He I I don't think that would be a nice fit. I'm open to being proven wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm open to being proven wrong. It doesn't Just, have to be permanent.
0: That's what I always say. Like, whenever people get recruited to a faction, it can end poorly. I mean Servant oh yeah, Our Glory was like six a six weeks. month tag team, right? Like, but it worked for the time that it needed it, but it was always gonna end in, in a feud, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, actually it didn't, but where the hell is Keith Lee, by the way? Selling that injury. True, ah, true, 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 true. Um, he'll come back whenever, whenever Swerve's done. Yeah, he,
1: he, he'll come back probably this week. Whenever or, they are doing the match on Friday.
0: Alternatively, maybe at the pay per view. Anyway, um, I know that's a long time, but eh, sell the injury. I mean, he that was like a, a serious block, spot. Stomp they to they the fucking chest. That was a serious. That, that could should, be like a multiple month out spot. Yeah, right? that
1: would. That would probably kill someone.
0: Like, well, if they if really did it. Yeah. If it wasn't like a I'm assuming like a uh a brick or like a cinder block that was like maybe a little bit like no. Well, I actually don't know how they did that, to be honest with you. It probably was like it had a to be gimmicked.
1: Block. Yeah, I'm sure it was yeah. gimmicked.
0: Um I don't know. But yeah, um Dalton Castle can do whatever he wants. I'll probably support it. Um But you know, either way. I mean, uh John Silver screamed at Lexi, which I thought was really funny. Um I mean, I'm not, I'm not for like intimidating women or anything. I just thought it was really funny the way he did it. Um, she,
1: she's gotten like her personality's changed a lot in the past few weeks. You can tell I, she's
0: figuring it out. You know what I think? I, I really a really like huge that. thing for that is honestly, and I, again, I don't want to not give Lexi credit here, but I imagine having Renee Bequette backstage probably has
1: to, has to help because Renee is um, one of the best to ever do it. Literally, I
0: mean, and people Straight didn't up. realize that I think for a long time, but Renee did. The thing that nobody could do well for years—the wrestling interviewer role—I mean, other than like me and Gene, you know, like and a few others—I even like,
1: thought she was fucking good at commentary. That's not even a hot take anymore. I don't think. Like, with how she with was how really good, good at commentary, man.
0: Dude, uh, uh,
1: and you just don't hear many women I didn't like it at
0: the time because it was the popular opinion. I think not to like her commentary. I think that a lot of that was motivated, honestly, by misogyny. Now that I look back on it, not on my part, but on a lot of the wrestling fans' part um i just was going with the wave but if the wave turned out to be misogyny then i was just it was just listen there was a lot of wrestling podcasts you had to say something. if you had different takes like you know how i have like wild takes on this show all the time like i couldn't get away with that then at least i didn't think i could you know um so yeah anyway speaking of things you can't get away with we had the best friends in orange cassidy taking on the sap and uh sorry the sap is luther and serpentico as long as as well as zach layton Um, we had a little, yeah, who the fuck is Zach Clayton anyway? Um, (laughs) no, I didn't even occur to me. I forgot we do that as a bit. (laughs) My brain's broken. Uh, anyway, uh, did a little Monty Python reference, um, which I mean, Hey, Monty Python's always a good reference. Um, Chucky T was there. Um, actually I liked commentary, like saying, talking about Clayton is improved. Um, that's good. That's again. You'd sell the wrestler who the fuck is Zach clayton well he's been improving for a while oh that's interesting i wonder if like i wonder if he's like a newer guy oh he's from the jersey Shore. you know what i'm saying like it builds up this idea in people's heads
1: it's pretty basic yeah. stuff
0: for wrestling honestly you know um uh, uh luther is a viking apparently uh, i don't know uh, whatever um the there was a corruption of the hug spot uh beretta chopped him up orange punch triple choke slam w Um, we had Hobbs on the show, so Hobbs is actually getting a little quick spot uh, spot here with a little quick squash. Not, Not a very long match, just beat him up. Um, and we got a little note, a little note here. I don't, I think it was white that said this, uh, that the book of Hobbs is a list of all the things that Hobbs has had taken from him in his life. That's fucking awesome. Um, I hope they go with that, dude. I hope that wasn't just a throwaway line, because that's actually brilliant. Like, and it fits perfectly. Like, you can tell that Paul White, if he just made that up on the spot, has been paying attention and can add like that. I hope that even if that was Hobbs that came up with that, and Paul White just you know regurgitated it. That's if that's really where they're going with that. That's incredible
1: stuff. Um, I really, I really hope they don't drop this Hobbs thing. I'm, I'm a little worried. It's a We're little on the periphery right it. now, right?
0: Like that he could just—I could, I, I yeah. could totally
1: see it happening. We've seen it before. Maybe it's not getting the reaction they want. Please stick with it. Give him, no, give, no, him give him at this, least. Let him cook, dude. Literally, give like, him at least one full, flushed-out program with this, please. Because I'm into it. Corey I know, Calhoun, I know another who you put uh, him against
0: Charlie. I know, and people are gonna be pissed that I'm gonna have him lose here, but I know who you have him go up against. Who's that? Fucking Jungle Boy. I, it would fit uh it would fit jungle in. boy think about it privileged guy got into the wrestling business on his dad's name not really but that's what he could say you know what i mean i i'm just saying i'm I, it's there mjf also would work it's, for that same reason but you get what i'm saying yeah. mjf it, is also kind of a man though so you know like either way it, even if he was rich you know like oh I'm, yeah uh, either of those stories actually honestly, if Hob just goes on a tear of wrestling all the rich kids he could wrestle one of the guns colton probably I mean, like, oh, this
1: could be so good. This oh, it's Potentially, I don't mean to Corey take this Calhoun. Little... The guy he faced was another uh, OVW guy. And it looks like he'd also been at the Nightmare Showcases with the uh, uh, yeah. wrestling school Cody and uh, QT run. So it's a good, good brother. Then um, I like when they go through Ohio because we get a lot of these OVW guys and Chris, of course, the Dave, Dave Chris from earlier OVW guy and TNA guy. Just just Ohio guy. Ohio guy
0: um what what a state um anyway um i Wasn't mean there it like gave us nearly can I uh, like
1: a low-key chernobyl light happening in ohio as we speak right now
0: i don't know anything about that i i, I saw something about, like there's like a some train.
1: town where there's trains crashed into each other and created this like fucking really like bad atmosphere <laughs> it's like that's Jesus. not good
0: that sounds like fuck Get out of Ohio if you live there I guess
1: shit We're gonna summon
0: the aliens or something It's like last
1: night, I don't know if you noticed this But Cumbtown was trending on Twitter It's like people were looking up a UFO That got shot down in Alaska And while trying to find where it got shot down They noticed there's a town called Cumbtown Interesting (laughs) Might need to pay a visit Hello, what have we here? I may have paid
0: a few visits already All right. um (laughs) So, yeah, and the Top Flight was uh, on the show next. Yeah, just, I really hope they pick up the Hobbs story and actually run with it, because it's. I think it's been a really interesting. Uh, top Flight and bitcher uh, and the Blade had another match. It's like the third match they've had on Dark in like the last like, couple months. I don't mind it, though. They work together well. Uh, everyone being afraid. Uh, the Bunny was there as well. I should say, everyone being afraid of her is super funny, obviously, everyone even on commentary. Um, Butcher has a new look uh they fucked up with the legal man at one point oops um ah, it's got to be confusing. wrestling tag team wrestling right like um, yeah it, it
1: yeah fucking sometimes or, sometimes or it just that happens. was intentional and it was just really weird but yeah, whatever and then we had a we'll nice we'll be talking more about the butcher and the blade later and i got a couple things i'm gonna throw at you okay we had
0: uh a beautiful little nosedive by dante Speaking of beautiful, we had Diamante, Emi Sakura, and Nyla and Marina versus Madison Rain, Sky Blue, Queen Aminata, and Hyena Hera, who I believe is, I'm assuming, one of of the friends of Queen Aminata, maybe, or something like that, or just a random wrestler they threw together. I'm assuming she's friends because Hyena Hera, Queen Aminata feels like it goes together, but maybe they just have really similar names, Um, and they just, you know, I I don't
1: know. It, It looks like she was, she's a Nightmare Academy. She's been in the ring for a year. And her her trainers are QT, Cody Rhodes, and Alan Angels. So she's she. She's I think she's just, a okay. Bit she's new
0: body then. Okay, never mind. I don't know. Maybe I'm just racist then. Anyway, um, but I, I'm not even joking. That's literally the thought I'm having now. But oh well, eh, it happens to the best of it us. It looks um, like she
1: had a really cool match with uh, she's wrestled with the Renegade Twins a few times. So okay, so maybe she's a friend that... with
0: somebody in the back then. Maybe that's what I should have just gone yeah. With um look at me making myself a hole anyway um so yeah we had aminata on the show which i liked um she's good she's really good obviously a little course through a sent on for the for the win by emmy um or maybe it wasn't for the win but there was a spot and then uh i didn't write down who won this match weirdly i'm assuming it was the heels because it was yes diamante
1: uh the, the beast bomb Shapir ah, gave, that's right that's right she ah. kind of gave her that evil look at the end
0: i was uh sick earlier this week y'all so give me a little break on the notes um and we had davari in the main event of the evening we had davari and nice the team everybody's paying to see taking on claudio and young wheeler and uh you know a little bit of extra mustard from from uh from dasha here on the uh on the intros uh love to hear it you know um davari tagged the wrong person uh just leveled people with uppercuts did Claudio. Uh you can't really go wrong with them. Big swing into
1: a drop kick for the W. And that takes us to AW Dark episode
0: 182. Charlie.
1: Yeah, a couple cool things this episode. Blake Christian uh starts us off defeating oh, Supero and when I heard that music again for the SAP, I just I mean these these themes in AW are fucking on fire. And it's so it's it's I'm so glad they are. <laughs> i'm so glad aw's themes have just completely 180 and now they're unbelievable The past two years past three years honestly roosh defeated aiden park i saw a lot of people tweeting about aiden park so i must be a guy one of those indie wrestlers that a lot of people are friends with roosh beat the living piss out of him it was a good time kira hogan defeated megan myers we've seen megan a few times but i i like seeing kira hogan get a win here some definite, I think, babyface potential with Did you He hit like a
0: really weird like flip back spot on the turnbuckle that I was like,
1: what? It was it was a nice touch. Yeah. Uh Dalton Castle took on a defeated Dante Casanova. Uh we we liked Dante last week. Yeah. And Castle ended up winning with a bangerang. pretty quick. Very quick, actually.
0: Way too quick. They
1: gotta they gotta let this man cook more. Let him cook. Mascara Dorada. Defeated Slim J. Dorada. I think this, we're going to see him more and more. Hopefully, it seems like AEW is developing a little relationship with him, considering whenever you see people that are not signed pick up the victories on Dark, that lets you know a couple things. Like, they're keeping an eye on him, because even like Blake Christian's technically not signed to AEW. Still blows my mind. And uh, Dalton Castle, not signed to AEW. But, wow. Am I just picking up on a trend on this show? Jesus. I, the next one's like this too. Uh well, but yeah, wait, before defeating... we move on here, I just want to say something
0: about about Slim J and then the commentary about Dark just before so I can get out of my system. So I'm I'm sorry. Slim J has nothing. He's not worth putting on the show, in my opinion. Um I have not seen a single match by Slim J that I enjoyed. Um i he just looks weird out there. I, I understand why he wasn't signed, you
1: know? Like he seemed very random to me when they brought him in with the Trustbusters, and then I think they've blown up the Trustbusters, but now they don't know what to do because we know Tony likes Jeeves K, and Sonny Kiss, obviously, is a is an OG, so you don't want to fuck them over. Yeah. So, again, I I, I think the scenario is fixed by having Sonny Kiss be the one in this match.
0: Okay. I, so and... I-
1: uh, you know what I mean? I, no, I, think yeah, I agree with you. I we're both thinking you. the same thing here. Like, why did why'd Slim J get this spot again?
0: And it kind of feeds into my other point, which is that Mascara Dorada has had better matches on Dark than this. This was not his fault. I think he's fine. This had length, opponent.
1: man. This was the longest match on the show to this point
0: it just it wasn't good and uh the commentary on this part of the show was boring as hell and i will say this about aw dark's commentary if excalibur and taz are not going to give enough of a shit to actually sell the wrestlers on this show that's why i kept bringing that up throughout elevation by the way was setting up this point is so like the commentary that they give for dark is so bare minimum that it just doesn't even feel like it matters they phone it in so much I don't even know if I'd call it that. I think they actually genuinely don't give a shit about dark, or the people on it because they know their spots are already secured on the show. So they don't give a shit to actually sell the other wrestlers. Um, nor does Excalibur actually do that on the shows either. He's just like, oh my God, look at this move. I know 75 moves. I'm over it. I don't need those guys to do that. If, if we want to give somebody else that role of, of commentary and if nobody else wants to do it, then I guess let them do it. But I, I can imagine there's plenty of people in the back you know, that are pretty good at commentary that probably would be willing to do it. Um, And Helico sat in for one episode of Elevation's commentary once, and it was great. I'm saying there's people back there that actually want to try and put other people over. I just don't see Taz and
1: Excalibur. And my, my fa- one of my favorite duos with Excalibur, and you could do this on Dark if you want to keep him on Dark, is with Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor doesn't get enough reps anymore let him do the fucking same exact commentary spot that you're letting Matt Menard do unless he just doesn't want to do it because Chuck Taylor is, I'm not kidding. If you guys have not seen Chuck Taylor or commentary, he's literally S tier. He will be a fantastic fucking commentator when he wants to. And he's also, he brings out the best in his other partner. So I, I can't say enough about Chuck Taylor. It's like, it's like when Kevin Owens jumps on a mic and for commentary, it's just, it's so natural. Just like Matt Menard has been so natural. Um, but I'm with you here. I, I This match didn't do it for me. The only thing it did for me was Mascara got a win. And I'm happy he got the win. And holy shit, that is a trend on this show. I did not realize while watching it because the next two are like that as well. The Outrunners, Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum defeated Logan Cruz and Tyshawn Perez. This uh, The Outrunners, we've talked about it last week a lot. No surprise that they're showing up because they've been they've they've kind of gotten naturally over with like this 70s wannabe Hulk Hogan gimmick. Um Again, they also come from OVW, so maybe it's just because they're in the Ohio area so much recently that we're keeping these Ohio guys here. I don't know, but they flew them out to Orlando for this. So what that means, I'm not sure this promo they cut after was a little brutal, I'm not gonna lie.
0: So, yeah, yeah, I'll just say it. I don't think we need these guys. I don't think they add anything. I, I know we haven't seen much from them. I'm just not into it, and... I, I was saying to you before the show, if there's one thing AEW doesn't fucking need, it's another tag team to just waste in the background that does nothing and doesn't get over and does nothing but lose. If you want a team for that, you already have the Iron Savages. Um, yeah... <laughs> Do we need an Iron Savages 2.0 if, just called the outliers.
1: I'm just wondering if these guys are going to be one of the newer teams we see a lot on Dark when it comes to putting over some of our, like an Iron Savages, a claim to, uh, like, uh, the wingmen, the As long as they don't get
0: signed to an AW contract, or at least a permanent AW contract, or like a semi-permanent, you know, like an actual I'm deal. I'm guessing
1: it's going to be the same deal some of these other guys got, where they're just, they get they get paid to show up. I, I'm deal. fine
0: with that. There's
1: plenty of people on deals like
0: that that I'm, you know, but like I don't but I could just see the reels turning in Tony Khan's head and I just hope that they stop turning and he just decides not to sign them because he 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 does seem to make drastically like quick decisions sometimes
1: when nobody else seems to agree. And sometimes he You know writes. what it is? And you know what it is? This is the problem with their gimmick. You ready? Okay. It feels a, a little bit too carny. No, honestly, I think that could work. It, they're just not good I at it. I, I don't think it could work anymore. Really? You don't think that like, the gimmick throwback... they're trying to do, the gimmick that this Hulk Hogan fucking gimmick they're trying to do, it does not work in the modern day. You know it, what? It I just didn't get the Hulk Hogan vibe.
0: You know what vibe I got from them? Macho Man? No, they're both trying to be uh, Brian. Uh, Brian, uh, sorry, they're trying. I can't think it was actual name. They're trying to be Road dog and fucking. They're trying to be like that. That's what it felt like. It felt like they were about to be like. I'm the bad, like they literally even did the similar intonation of I'm the badass Billy Gunn. Like they did that, they were just being them, they were being like DX back in the day.
1: I, I'm worried because they have such a funny look. And when they were w- out there with the acclaimed at the begin, like before the match started, it did go off pretty well with the crowd and it was funny. I just think it can get ran into the dirt a little much. And like I said. Maybe what's, they can win me over the, with their wrestling what's the,
0: ability. What's the um? We always talk about this. What's the ceiling for these guys? I don't see them as tag team champions, even if they really improve.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't either. But you know what? I would have said that about the team that are our champions. No, so.
0: no, I disagree. I would have said the acclaimed could become tag team champions from the first time I saw no, them. No, they're just... not our
1: champions. <laughs>
0: Oh, the current champions, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean...
1: Yeah, I still don't think that. I still, I don't, think that, I still don't think
0: that about them, so we'll
1: get to that, but... <laughs> I thought um, they were dead in the water, even on their, like, 30-0 and streak. Uh, <sighs> oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, Balianaki, he kicked ass. Yeah, that was great. I This is... Love seeing Mesa Ruga on the show. I do, too. Did she change her name in other companies, but not AEW? What's she going by in other places? Son of a bitch. It's like, oh, God... Hold that thought. Pen- pencil Holding. That thought. She's she's the best. She's fantastic. We all love her, but she has a different name in another company. May St. Michelle. Oh, yeah. I heard they'd mentioned that before. I think it's just like
0: multiple names, multiple gimmicks. It's like a Brian Danielson went back to WWE, he'd be Daniel Bryan again. Like, you know.
1: Yeah. Some people um, own the copyrights to names and some people don't. You know what I mean? But Balianaki. So that's Balianaki, The Outrunners, Mascara Dorada, Dalton Castle, and Blake Christian. All got wins not signed to an AEW roster. But uh first win in his five AEW outings for Balianaki here. And he I I thought it was pretty nice.
0: Yeah, smooth movement, looked really good, clean drop. he had a really, really clean missile drop kick. Why did he keep correcting at the middle drop kick? I hate my phone. Anyway, um,
1: the fisherman's brainbuster was really clean yep, too. He had a
0: heavy ass forearm at one point. Like there was like a little quick forearm spot. It was just be like one of those quick ones. But this man's Japanese, or sorry, trained in a Japanese dojo, so he's not Japanese. I think he's Indian, but um, he's trained by a Japanese pro wrestler in, and uh, I mean soccer, obviously in some ways. Uh, but um, I also love that they kind of uh, extrapolated a little bit more on Chaco Pro here because I, you don't hear much about that. And each guy, each guy square in Japan, I can speak english and apparently japanese in this case um but um yeah i just thought it was a solid performance from him but like it was one of those quick little forearms. but because this man wrestles in japan it fucking leveled the
1: other person so you know like <laughs> yeah and, and you know what his his uh companion here rico gonzalez i thought looked fine he, yeah. he looked like he uh, he looked like he belonged too yeah i feel um, like he is
0: somebody but i just don't know where like he's not like somebody somebody but like he's known like he's know known quantity kind of like uh the next guy that we had on the show
1: uh, I guess we strained trained by AR Fox. Everyone fucking is.
0: Literally AR Fox, okay, not ugh, I'm so glad we were on the AR Fox train before they signed him, like actually, like genuinely, because, like it-
1: See, he's someone we saw right away that I think that they should that it made sense to sign. And Tony Khan apparently thought the same with the next match.
0: Absolutely. Jose uh, I-
1: Takeshita. took on a defeated EJ and Duca. I've I'm a little familiar with him from uh Twitter. Uh he was in MLW and he's had some good work in MLW. But he is a big guy. And again, I don't think Takesh to look small against him. This guy's build is six foot eight. Hot take here. Everyone said that,
0: like, everyone acted like because he got signed out of this match that, like, this match was insane. I,
1: I thought it was really kind of a short match. Like, no, yeah, I don't think the match was anything special here. I think this is a sign, though, of just bringing this guy in makes sense. He's a little older. Than I thought he was. Not gonna lie, he's still pretty young for wrestling. He's thirty four. I just he actually he literally looks like he's twenty five. I guess that's a testament to how Willie takes care of himself. Um, he looks fantastic. But yeah, Takesh to here in the main event match of Dark, and then he follows us up by wrestling MJF. So if you're watching chronological order, uh, it's that's what I like. I like little things like that. But he tried to lift him up for a suplex. Duka responded with an elbow strike. He hit a really clean spear. That got the crowd into it right away. Um, Looked like he had full control. He nailed Takeshi with a blue thunderbomb for a near fall. Takeshi would go on to respond with his own blue thunderbomb. Wasn't able to put him away. Takeshi followed it up with a high knee strike, a brain buster, and a running knee strike to pick up the win. And I think the guy sells well. His spear clearly got people excited. I think there's something here. Do you know what he has? I just noticed this. And a lot of AEW wrestlers don't
0: have this. He doesn't move super fast. Like, not he moves faster than, like, all the guys that size. But he's not, like, fucking Wardlow but, or Brock Lesnar or something that can move ridiculously fast for that size, right? But you know what he does have? He has that wrestling, like, impact and timing. He knows how to bump properly. That's something that I don't think everybody has in AEW. I think it's something you get with time and, and rhythm in the matches. I think Jade recently got there. I think Marina recently just got there, you know? Um, and I think this guy has that and that's what makes him stand out so much in the ring because when you're watching AEW, you can kind of, you can kind of ignore a lot of that sort of like really basic stuff that you would see in like a WWE match, but like it always stood out in WWE to me, you know, to everybody. And that's, I think when people say match quality is low for a wrestler, that's really what they mean in WWE because I don't know, like they don't do what we do or we like, I like you know, replay the same spot 15 times trying to try and understand what the hell that was going on there, you know, um, being like, what? But anyway, um I think he has that like impact, that timing, that sort of, I don't know, something about, I don't know what I'm looking for here, but I think you know what I mean.
1: Absolutely. And I I think look, I'm open to more people. Let bring him in. Cuz you know what? It seems like someone that God knows we could th- use 875 people on the roster. Yeah, we only got 874. Let's get 875. I'm cool with it. <laughs> But no, uh, this, I think it makes sense. I I was a little shocked to see it, but when I was kind of looking around on Twitter, it seemed like some people were pretty excited about it. So I think he's got, I think he's got a little bit of a following that had been kind of rooting on him since, uh, it looked like he did not get really a good, uh, a fair shake in NXT, and that kind of inspired him to go on, and then he went, took advantage, created this new character in MLW, and... Look, I'm always open to it, so... Look, we all know having stands doesn't guarantee you shit in
0: AEW. Otherwise, Maki fucking Ito would be all over fucking marketing.
1: It is surprising that she's not so heavily focused, because when she came back against Britt, I, I thought that was going to be a turning pace, but she's she's still doing her thing. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. You know what, though?
0: I will say this for like her and Mesa Ruga, various other like Yuka Sakazaki, uh, Shida, you know, people that they bring in sort of sparingly. There's plenty of wrestling in Japan for women right now, so it's not like they're doing nothing, they're probably not getting paid as much as they should be. Yeah, that's the only thing, but yeah, exactly. I was also Um... saying that this is something I noted in the match, it was super short. And I wish I could tell sometimes more when someone was being carried, because I kind of wonder if that's what happened with Kanosuke and this guy. I'm not saying this guy can't wrestle. I'm saying I wonder who was, like, the one that made this match so interesting to people. You know, like, I I don't know. So it'd be, I wish I was a wrestler so I could know, but I don't, and I'm not. So and I'm not going to become a pro things, wrestler just yeah. to find
1: out. So <laughs> fuck it, have to. Um, so, okay, we covered the beginning of AEW Dynamite here with MJF. A video package is shown of Joe talking about his reigning TNT title last week. He mentions Wardlow wanting to take his title from him, but he'll take everything from Wardlow in return. Up next, we had the ladies. Uh, up next, they were second, so the first half hour of the show, which is not something that happened too, uh, happens too often. We had Jamie Hayter taking on and defeating The Bunny in a title elimination match. Um, no one's really sure if this was supposed to go longer. Bunny ended up run a uh, landing pretty rough on a second exploder by hater. We came back to commercial and that was about 30 seconds before the finish. So was she okay after that bump? She was helped to the back after. I don't know. I heard she might've been concussed. That was just a rumor though. I don't know if it was actually true. Um, yeah. If she landed really funny with seeing stars call the match right there. That makes sense. Come back from commercial, do this, do this and let's call it, call it a night. Um, so, yeah, this was pretty quick. Uh, I think the main part here is honestly after the match. Uh, there was a cool little face-off between Brit and Penelope. Is that a match that interests you?
0: I mean, potentially. It depends on where Penelope yeah. falls in this. Um, like if Penelope ends up being an ally, obviously. In the, war, right? <laughs> yeah. in the war, right? Yeah. In the Infinity War of AEW, you know? When the- Renee oh. Paquette,
1: she, she's backstage with Tony and Soraya. Calls hater a loser before calling and Leva Bates, Spray and Storm attack Bates, spray painting and Ellen like they did the Renegade Twins on Rampage last week. They said they aren't here to make friends, so I mean they're basically just like bullies straight out of a mid 2000s I gotta, movie. I gotta
0: see what uh what our boy Peter Avalon thinks about this on uh on BTE.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, Leva Bates as OG as it gets. She won the librarian contest. Her and Peter Avalon. But remember that Jesus. That's how she got in the company. No, I don't. Cool. I
0: didn't watch AEW back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a BTE thing before AEW even started. They held like this open audition about wh- who wants to join AEW as the librarian. And Did Avalon her and,
0: come in through that too, or was
1: she just both I, her and Peter Avalon wanted wow, at the same time? It was crazy. a really cool thing. She was she had a big spot in NXT at one point called where she was the character of Blue Jeans and she helped the Vaude villains win their tag titles. Pretty cool. And then she just kind of never really got. Yeah. It's you know, one of those performance to center to people that just they never saw something in. It's crazy. And yeah. So it she's it, she's pretty cool. I've always, I've always, no, I always like thought that she's a spot war, for you know her, I, mean? I think. She's in there. I think she's good. Lex, uh, Lexi Nair again. She's in m j s dressing room. He says Takeshita wasn't a match for a general generational talent like himself. It, the irony is here, he says that while well, he's out of breath and looks like he's been beaten to hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally.
1: But, you know, he's he's got to play it up. MJF yeah. doesn't know if they hate, if people, oh, MJF doesn't know if the people hate him because he's twisted or if he's twisted because they hate him. Great line. He tells a story about how in high school he got into a car accident with a girl he liked. She cracked her head on his windshield. And when met with adversity, when the cops came, he switched seats to make it look like she was driving. In the main the main focal point here is, in this life, there are winners and losers. Tonight, he'll expose Daniel Bron- ah, Brian Danielson for the loser that he is. He also said tonight, and it's, it wasn't tonight. <laughs> MJF said he's proud of being a scumbag. All right,
0: I'll address the elephant in the room since I've been talking to you about it all week. Completely fucking tone deaf to do this right after Jay Briscoe's death. It just is. Um... People can disagree with that and say, well, I wasn't making fun of him, so it's... No, dude, you don't fucking make this your promo after. And if you're saying that MJF didn't realize that's what... Like, MJF is probably more aware of than anybody of what the fuck he did. You know what I mean? Like, I would be shocked if he wasn't. Like, if MJF was just so brain-dead that he just didn't realize this was probably not the smartest move. Like... I...
1: Yeah, already thinks it was intentional,
0: and I don't like that, you know? Like...
1: I I, I would have a hard time believing that. I think. So you believe MJF is stupid enough to not realize? I don't think of MJF. I, like I just that don't think he gives a shit. That's what I mean. That's what bothers me is that he doesn't care. Like, okay, great. You don't care. I think they did their tribute thing last week and now it's a new week. You know, you can't
0: so, just do that. That's not like it's just we're not just like what. So we tribute I, the guy and then we're going to say it, but we don't care. It's the wrestling business. Now we have to do a story that involves the exact kind of that, shit. I, I don't know if that like it.
1: Hey, it's it's one of those things I'm I'm looking at. I see the same thing you're saying. Part of me thinks it's just MJF. Being a heel, too. So I, I truly don't know what to think. I Again, just don't know if you need I to go into real-life carc- shit to get heat. It's not what MJF really does. I, I agree with that. I, I think you could have swapped it out and said something else. Like, you know. Guy, and I actually
0: I, disagree. I think it was just an oversight. And that MJF, had he thought about it, would have actually not done it if he thought about it. I genuinely, I'm not saying there's not lines that MJF wouldn't cross. I'm saying that I think even MJF knows that, like, that close to that, that wouldn't be the smartest thing. I think everybody's just worn down. They've been doing like five, six weeks in a row of television and just been it, off it the was, chain.
1: Yeah, it wasn't thought out. And then when he gets hit with the backlash, he doesn't give a fuck. That, that's, that's just I think. I don't
0: think he's talked about it at all. But And that's what makes me think that he didn't realize it in the moment. Because if he had, then I feel like he, if, he, if he had planned that as a, intentionally a reference to that, he would let everybody know that and make a big deal out of it and make the – but he didn't I haven't seen anything like that, so it makes me think that there was just an oversight, which AEW, if we're making oversights like that, we someone's job needs to be that then, because that's insane.
1: Yeah. Uh Ricky Starks, uh the Garcia Guevara Gauntlet. I'm just gonna fly through this. Beats Angelo. Let's just say this. It sucks. Beats Menard, gets beat by Garcia because Jericho's in the crowd. What was the point of this? Nothing. It was useless. Uh, the acclaimed are backstage with Renee Paquette. Daddy asked that he's going to stay in the back of the tag title match. Castor approved. Bowens was a little hesitant for asking Daddy asked to scissor him. Hmm. Uh, Rene Paquette, she's back in the locker room with Takeshda and Danielson before they hear the door lock and Roosh's music hit. Oh, this was before the uh, entrance, right? Yeah, this ended up kind of not being much here. Um. Yeah, Danielson got to the ring. MJF was trying to... Chicken shit. Which, you know, we we didn't talk about this on the show. We kind of meant we we're talking about it before. Yeah. And you brought up a good point here. I thought. Um MGF, the whole build of the title was, you know. He he's on level with everyone. He was he's the best wrestler in the world. But when he won the title, he kind of reverted back to a chicken shit. Which, you know, I guess I didn't really give much thought to it until you Kind of pointed that out, and I'm like, you it was actually on the show. It was, I
0: mentioned it during the match because I, yeah, I, because he kind of, of back reverted foot. back
1: to that. So, and I just don't like that.
0: I gotta, I'll just throw a couple of theories at you as to why that might be. Like I said at the time when we brought it up, that maybe he just realizes he's a big target now. But I think it's also possible that MJF realizes this is in character, by the way. This is K Fab MJF realizes that the reason why he got to where he got was not because of being that guy that wrestled and was the best wrestler in the world. He got there by being a chicken shit heel. You know what I mean? So yeah. how's he going to stay there? Same way. So I, I could see that.
1: Yeah, I, I could see it. Um, We've talked about the badass match. All right. Shivani's backstage with uh, Quinn and Murray from Practical Jokers. Uh Muras Floyd the Bat from Jericho's been on the show and they're just plugging their new show. I don't mind that. Like, I, I don't mind cross promotion. It it was harmless fun, and it didn't. I mean, we got like guys. six
0: fucking months of roads to the top, fucking advertising. Exactly. So. I,
1: I don't mind cross promotion with something as fucking popular as a Practical Jokers. Every time I log on to Facebook, I see people posting about that show. So maybe they'll get an AW spot on there. Who knows? The elite. In the Young Bucks with Don Callis, and Michael Dogzawa, and Brandon Cutler defeated AR Fox in top flight. And again, following the Danielson Rouche match. Unfortunately, I kind of was like looking at this a little bit through a rose lens of, uh, if that's the right term there. Some rose colored glasses,
0: as they say. It didn't
1: it didn't hit as hard for me as you know if I would have just turned this match on raw right now. Hmm. Um okay. I thought it was good. I thought it was perfectly fine. I think AR Fox, obviously, look who's all involved. But I think right. that the violence of that other match and the Tekena match already happened, and the fucking gauntlet that was dog shit. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that before the show either. Like, it God. was such
0: a down, a down segment that it's not even worth bringing up. Yeah, like, I thought
1: about. I think I low key thought about flipping off the show for that match, and I was like, ah, Danielson, Roosh, whatever. I just
0: I thought they'd do something with it at least, but. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know this is per- this was a good match. Uh, and what did you th- what did you think of this match? And uh, any anything stick out to you from uh, our guy Ar Fox getting get a big spotlight against Kenny Omega and the Bucks?
0: Yeah, I mean I wrote down a bunch of stuff, just like random stuff throughout the match, but I won't go into all that. Uh, I liked the spot where Matt Jackson pinned three people at the same time. That was cool. Um, it was just a really great build throughout the match. Um, matching getting, matching gear for Fox and. Like I liked uh, seeing Dante and, uh, and Darius in the uh, AR Fox style pants. That was pretty cool. Um, or tights, whatever you want to call it. Um, the big note that I took away from this, uh, and this is uh, for some reason a theme of this week, maybe it was just stuck in my mind because it was standing out. Don Callis is actually good on commentary. You know what? Maybe there's your other guy for, for, for commentary with Excalibur on Dark. Maybe it's Don Callis.
1: I'd be okay with that. I could buy into it.
0: And you could have enough tension between those two that you still hold that sort of jokey, sort of backhanded nature that you have between him and Taz. Um I'm not trying to take away Taz's paychecks. I just I don't know. I I don't see them getting rid of Excalibur from that role because he's like synonymous with Dark at this point, so I don't know. Um I like the Elite barely holding on to the titles here. Like they they could have lost like so someone pointed out, I think it might have been maybe it was Alvarez, somebody like that that the reason why they had this match, well, the Bucks couldn't beat Top Flight, right? So the only way they're going to beat them is if they include AR Fox. Um, and then AR Fox was unpinnable in this match until the very end. So they just barely hold on to those titles. Makes AR Fox in the, and uh, Top Flight look really strong in that process. Um, I don't know where they go from here because it feels like every time Top Flight get in any kind of title situation, you just assume they're going to lose. Kind of like how the Acclaimed were for a while um and yeah
1: so. which which hey we've seen and it doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world because right there there was a there was some stars for them to grab um yeah good uh good stuff there and i i like i like that uh i like the the pinning here and, and just the ending of the v trigger the one-wing enable angel attempt it, air fox I, i'm i'm just very happy for the guy i'm very happy for him it's got to feel like
0: everything, I, he's been struggling for years and training all these people. It's got to feel like it's all starting here, so. to be worth it,
1: right? Right? I I hope so. I, I imagine he's a super humble guy because of that, you know? It's just so funny. Another guy we were randomly talking about on the show. Who does he train by? A.R. Fox. T- God, the the things he's done for this business. Uh, Lexi Nair is backstage with Stokely. Said there are no cracks in the firm. All the problems stem from Hook. We walked it behind Hathaway, put him in an armbar. Nair pleaded for him to let go, as he told to be cautious of his words.
0: Yeah, I have no idea where they're going with Hook.
1: Me either. Okay. Mid-event time. The Guns defeated the Acclaimed. (sighs) They are new AW Tag Team Champions. The match itself, meh, thought it was kind of weak.
0: The Al I did so I,
1: crowd overall, though. I, we didn't mention this throughout the show. They were
0: hot for like yeah, basically they were. everything yeah, they like were. all the way up until like the last match of Rampage. Like
1: insane crowd. And ha- after such an an entertaining episode of Dynamite, having our final shot of the acclaimed and Billy Gunn just kind of standing there with no titles and and seeing the guns with the titles as our closing shot, it made me feel like a little certain way. Um, God, where do we even talk about the match? I guess I'll just kind of jump to the end here because the meat of this match was just kind of, you know, there was a no, no "sister me, daddy"
0: chant. That's about all that was worth talking about. Besides that, oh, and there was also a lot of signs in the crowd for the acclaim. Like I noticed a lot more yeah. than you normally would see. So,
1: so, so, kind of towards the end, um, Billy Gunn does not intervene on the Gun's behalf. Important to point out, as I mentioned last week, I thought if the Guns had a cho a chance, and help. It was going to be because of Billy Gunn intervening. It's not the case. Bones tried to discus forearm on Austin, who pulled the ref in front of him, and the ref bumped outside. Austin hit a quick draw on Bowens, grabbed the title, but Billy Gunn hit the ring. He shoved Bones out of the way, and Colton hit his father with the AEW Tag Team title belt. Uh, Bowens hit the arrival on Austin. Caster hit the mic drop, but there was no ref. Colton sent Caster into the railing. Colton broke up the pin attempt by, by the groggy ref. Bowens tried to roll up, but was sent into the ropes. It was clocked by Colton with the title belt. Austin got the pin, and the ref slowly counted the three. I, by the way, this ref, fucking dude, good good shit. He sold me on that. Uh, I like what a ref you could actually buy in that they're doing the slow count. It, it looked pretty good, but... The acclaimant are no longer tag team champions. And they lost it to the Guns. In a feud that I've been saying for a couple of weeks, it's been pretty bad. I'll be straight up; it hasn't been good. It hasn't been. I mean, even I said to you, um, mediocre. It's been in DMs pretty, this week. Like, I think their first run around when they first broke them up was a better feud. Like, hundred percent. It was an enjoyable feud too, and it made sense. The best, the the only memorable thing I have from this feud right now is pretty much when Billy's trying to walk it off. You know, you guys can beat the shit out of each other. When Billy's just walking it off, and and I believe it was Austin who lands the line of "Go drown yourself in a in another pill bottle." It's kind of the only like memorable line I have right now from this feud. The matches haven't been up to par. I just, I wish I knew the end game here, and
0: I'll let you kind of
1: talk about like some things in a second here because like, I know you have some different thoughts too. Is the end game FTR coming back beating the guns? we really not going to do FTR in the acclaimed again. Like that was fucking awesome. And it, it made sense to have that match is the end game. Just getting the acclaimed two time champs at revolution. So what was the the point of all this was so this, the guns can say they were tag team champions at the end of the day, because everyone's going to get their run, which we're about to talk about the opening of rampage in a second. I got a feeling now more than ever, the butcher and the blade, their runs probably coming up, I could even say in 2023, I, 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 it's going to happen. Even if it's like a two month run, we've seen this so many times. And if the guns are getting a one month run, that's another team to cross off that list. Every team's going to get their title run. It's just when does it happen? How does it I actually happen? disagree?
0: Because there have been teams that broke like, a couple of teams that have broken up and never won the titles, like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, for example. They never won them.
1: Yeah, but Scorpio won it with SCU. So uh, I,
0: different team that completely doesn't count at all. If you form a team, I just that's how I that's never thought
1: uh, I know what you're saying, and I, I that's a fair point. But I think there's there's a lot of like core fundamental teams that haven't gotten it yet, including Proud and Powerful and the Butcher and the Blade. Proud and Powerful that... never getting them. they're not a team anymore. I'm pretty sure the other guy's gone. Well, he's still hurt. I mean, it's been almost what? nine months I heard now.
0: that he was done with that. That was the deal. Was that he hasn't been on no, TV? No, no. He's been he was... off
1: TV because of the injury that he got at the – what was it? Anarchy in the Arena or the one before that? I... Yeah, Anarchy in the Arena was the first one. He I got hurt that, match that that and was. still was out.
0: I, I thought that the, the rumor was that him and Ortiz weren't working together well anymore though. <sighs> no. Yeah, it's, it's just
1: they're – if hopefully he gets back to wrestling, but they'll that's get that heard. Run. Maybe
0: people were making shit up because they
1: hadn't heard anything, but like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's just, it's one of those things, the guns were eventually going to get their run, and I guess it's happening now. So, uh, give some, th- uh I'll let you take the floor and I'll get some thoughts on this match. Uh, another team that's private party. They're, they're going to get their run. Uh, with some thoughts on this match and then let's jump in, I guess, I can't believe we're doing this already, the acclaims title reign. Um the initial reaction i had was just like what
0: why i don't understand uh you mentioned a couple possible scenarios i'll just go into those cuz i really don't want to talk about like the actual idea that that, that i have in my head of, of like, how this might end um so ftr could win the titles like this um it would have to be a decent title reign, though, for these guys, because we're not even potentially going to know what happens with F- FTR, I think, for a couple more months. So that that's a really long-term booking if you wanted to do that, I guess. Um, unless they're just playing and bringing FTR back sooner than when they're going to make their decision, which would be probably in the best interest of both parties, I would think. That way they actually have a reason to want to stay. But maybe they don't want to do that. Um, I know Cash was not in a good headspace the last thing I heard from Dax about him. So um, maybe that's not an option. Um, but if it is just to put it back on the Acclaimed at the pay-per-view and it's just to sell everyone on Watch the Acclaimed to get the championships back, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, that is something that happens in wrestling sometimes. I don't know if I've ever thought of it as a really good strategy, though. Yeah, man, I'm just... I you talk about the end game like in my head I could see a scenario where we do wait till like April FTR haven't come back yet they finally come back and this is going to be the pivotal moment where they give Tony Khan the opportunity to you know give them a reason to stay I'm not saying the championships have to be it um and then they put on a really good match with the guns and the guns retain and I just don't see that sitting well with me um so I really don't want that to be the scenario, but uh yeah, just initially not not really happy with this. Uh,
1: yeah, let's talk about Rampage. I'm, I'm I'm done talking about this. Well, before we jump into Rampage, we got to talk about our guys' title reign because uh, unfortunately it's over. And, you know, I was kind of just scheming through the titles. Uh Only one team has won it twice. So maybe that's something they want to make the acclaimed another one. So, uh FGR, the acclaimed, either way, if those guys win it back, they'll be the second two. I mean, if they champions. put the
0: acclaimed on the same level as the Bucks, that'd be cool. But I don't think they're gonna do that.
1: Yeah. Uh so for their actual title reign, it was the fourth longest. Uh Young Bucks at 302, Omega and Page at 228, Jurassic Express 161, and the Acclaimed at 140. And just a little rehash here, the acclaimed won it off of swerving Our Glory. Which that was a really fun program. And that was a fun I think by all accounts, that was like
0: AEW's like singular. Like if everyone had to pick one match from AEW that was like to got them a match of the year, that might have been it. You know what I mean? Like we're just talking purely what it did for the company. I mean Yeah, it was it, it elevated was a lot of two fun. guys from upper mid card, you know what I mean, to main event status, basically
1: in one match. Yeah, literally. So, okay, we had a few title defenses, thankfully. Really, good. I mean, overall, before we even jump into this, I really enjoyed their title reign. I thought it was a big success. I think this is not unfair to say.
0: I think of all the title reigns that we've seen since I've been there, maybe with the exception of Jade, but it's been kind of rocky. I think you'll even agree with Jade. It's been up and down at points. Um,
1: probably the most entertaining one to watch from beginning to oh, end. Oh, yeah, most entertaining. When I think of Jade right now, I just think of Dominant. Like, for her title reign in my brain, I see dominance. That's what I think of when I think of Jade, too. (laughs) This title reign, I see entertaining and good matches. Uh, Because let's not even, let's just jump right in here. They win it at Dynamite 155. So, Rampage, the following week, they defend the title against Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. Three core AW teams. Bro, we make really. the joke that
0: the first team everybody faces when they win the titles is
1: fucking Private Party
0: in one form or yeah. another. It's so funny. I'm sorry, I, I, it
1: is, and it's just, it works, I guess. Is Mark then, Quinn still hurt. Yes, god damn it. So him and Matt Hardy, Ethan Page, still doing their thing. Three weeks later at Daly's Place, Tag Team Title versus Trademark, the acclaimed defeat the varsity athletes yeah i mean it didn't yeah. suck or anything it didn't suck but they made it fun i remember at the time i was saying i was like is this is really
0: what we want the acclaimed title reign to be like and it, it ended up not being so then
1: and then god what is this if that was oh, october 21st so november 19th almost about a month later at full gear they defeat swerve our glory 20 minute match they cement themselves. As just certified fucking this 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 reign's legit at this point. No, they're not. They're not just pumping it back on Swerving Our Glory because Swerving Our Glory was doing their own thing. About a month later, ah, uh, three weeks later, they defeat FTR, and that was the match that you could have sold me either way because FTR was in the. They were in the beginning stage of when they were kind of starting to lose their titles. But they hadn't lost. Like they just—they got pinned by someone right before that match, and I don't remember who now. Of course, I think it was but the Guns. Was it? So, but they just got pinned, and I was like, "Huh, okay, keep an eye on that." And yeah, FTR and the Acclaimed. I really, really love this match. And then our next program was the Acclaimed and eh, taking on and defeating Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. This was at Dynamite 170, so four weeks later. And then two days later at Battle of the Belts, the Acclaimed defeated Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. In a fun little matches. I thought those matches were Slap actually fun. Slap none. I wasn't looking forward to the feud when we realized it was happening, but I thought the matches delivered. And no, then I'm, of not, course, I'm gonna is, take
0: it a step further. I think that feud delivered. I think overall. Uh, it the was feud good. did
1: deliver. And then their last matches champions was uh, the one where they lost. Gun not fun. So, so one, two, three, four, five, six successful defenses, and eight matches with the title involving the one they won and lost. So, yeah, hundred forty days. I'm. I mean, it's been like four days, and I'm still a little bit in shock, man. I, yeah. I,
0: I, part of me believes they're getting the titles back at Revolution. I just, I, it's such a, especially after the reaction. Like, I just. I don't I don't think anybody
1: was happy about this other than maybe the guns, you know, I think we really need something special. I th- I, I, and you know what? And I don't think it's going to happen because the guns didn't deliver against FDR. That wasn't the match. No, they, this match they didn't deliver. Like, I'm not picking on them. That's the thing. I want these guys to be great. I like Colton a lot. I, think I still they have... genuinely believe if you split them up, they would both benefit. And 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 for what it's worth, I thought Austin delivered that beautiful line during this feud. During this feud, so I, I think do they have talent? Of course, we're not going to sit here and go like, like some people are just spewing some pretty vulgar stuff at these guys. I just think they need to do something now to really. I, I, I'm trying to think of the right words here. Maybe cement their spot as these these guys are going to get booed out of the building, man.
0: Right, you know what the problem is is that they don't, they haven't, like, in the minds of fans earned their way to this spot yet, whatever that means, which is kind of crazy. And they now need to spend every waking moment of every program going forward earning that. And by the time they get there, it'll probably be close to the end of their run. So it'll, it, it will be ultimately good, but not that great for their careers overall, in my opinion.
1: And you know, these guys had such a traditional like way that they've gone through the ranks too. I mean they they started out honestly, they had the big win streak, right? That that was like a year long win streak and then that was kind of it was even longer than that I think. Who the fuck even beat them? Dark Dark Order was that their first loss? I I no. can't remember.
0: I know that Colton had like a singles winning streak for like the same amount of time too pretty much like ugh.
1: It's just, it's kind of wild that it ended up being that scenario thing, that, that, the way that went down, but, okay, I guess I'm looking at, uh, trios matches. Their first trios loss was against the Dark Order, it looks like. So, Um, I'll just say this,
0: like, nothing that they've done so far that we've watched has done it for us. That's just a good way to put it, like. yeah. But we've also always acknowledged, and especially me with Colton, that there is something there. But it just like, I think the, the first smart move they did was splitting them off from Billy Gunn, get them out of their dad's shadow, all that. Um, you know, and I also think it's good that there's just the guns now at the gun club uh, connotations there. I'm not sure, especially with AEW always doing, you know, AEW does that stuff. Or at least they did that stuff with. Um, with Fighter Fest, regard or not, Fighter Fest. Um, what was the one that the
1: Guns done? is a much better name because
0: it is the yeah, last name, better too. name, yeah. and also I just you know they did that event when um, for that like uh, mass shooting that happened forever ago. You know what I mean? And it feels again, it's like the Jay Briscoe thing. That's not something that's gonna ever have like a you know a, a, a whatever you want to call it, a statue limitations. We'll use legal term, but like there is not like a, a appropriate amount of time after that happening and your company doing something associated with it to then have like a group called the Gun Club. You know, but anyway. Um... So I think everyone realized, again, these are the kinds of oversights that I mentioned earlier. They happen, but like, you got to get a lid on them, you know? Um, yeah, I just, uh, they're, like I said, they're going to have to earn it with every segment. And if they don't, it's going to just be like, I can't give you a WWE example off the top of my head right now. But like, there were times when people got t- Jinder fucking Mahal. Jinder Mahal had to earn that respect every time he went out there and he never got it. So everyone just hated on him and shit on him the whole time. Is this going to be Jinder Mahal, the tag team?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope not. Uh, but it, it might be. So, yeah, kind of wild the the route that they've taken. But these guys, you know, their first match was AW Dark sixty two in November of twenty twenty, and they've they wrestled the shit out of Dark. They were on. It looks like eleven eleven out of twelve darks in a row before showing up on TV at Revolution in the uh, Casino Tag Team Royale. Is so, this
0: too far? Is it weird for me to say that I don't feel like I've seen them really improve?
1: Really, at any point? As a cohesive team, I don't think you're wrong. Individually, I ha- maybe. I think we have seen Colton improve a Oh, lot. yeah, definitely. Yeah, That's and, why Colton and, sticks out so much to me, I think. And that's not us picking on Austin. That's just saying... Colton has really, really stepped into his own at times. So, yeah, let's let's jump into Rampage. Um, we kick us off with uh, Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler taking on and defeating Kip Sabian and the Butch and the Blade. I'm going to let you take the lead on this match. Uh, what do you think overall? Yeah, I
0: thought this match, I, I mentioned to you before this year, this had no business being this good. But then when you look at the participants, you're like, actually, maybe it does have business being that good. We'll see. But um yeah just like really solidly fun you know aw trios matches are always super fun um and the blackpool combat club has the three of the best wrestlers in aw right now and then butcher blade and kip are definitely in the conversation um jericho referred to himself as el ocho when he's in the mask ha 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 anyway um <laughs> so i'm glad kip's not forgotten good stuff i like it yeah he might still be but you know uh after this we got a little bit more indication that that's not going to be the case so tony Khan must have been thinking the same thing um mox came in i
1: wonder was he still in japan up until now
0: uh, he might have been my point is i still don't want kip to just like not be used i could have still been using him he showed up to some stuff that had penelope in it so it's not like he couldn't have anyway and you know planes exist you know and people get stuck in customs but i you know he could have made it anyway um mox came in and off the tag striking heavy looks like he's just so good right now everything moxley does just really great. Then, but then he got hit right in the Moxleys when he got shoved into the ring post by the balls. Um, yeah, the three of those guys should be used more. Of the butcher and the blade and Kip, they should just definitely be used more. Uh, blade got forearmed to death. To death. He's dead now. Uh, he better never show up again because he got forearmed so much. He's dead. Um, and uh, just super. Oh, the, the transition. Claudio hit on butcher into the. Oh my god. Into the sharpshooter. Just chef's kiss, beautiful stuff. Claudio is so underrated when it comes to that stuff. And then they hit an anti-air cutter, and then a Claudio hit like the elevated forearm thing.
1: Really great. When match. Claudio gets in his groove, Dude. Man, it is just there's nobody better. It's that's how no. I have to say. Like, when literally. he gets in his groove, there is he's on another fucking. He's in another realm. He's in the quantum realm. <laughs> he's gone into the eighth dimension. Yeah, like he's like literally
0: like oh. Dude, if we could clone Claudio, we'd st- that's my entire wrestling company, just Claudio's. Claudio Championship Wrestling. All right. Um, I'd watch.
1: <laughs> I'd watch. I would too. Yeah, this was this was really fun stuff and a good kickoff to a rampage. Here yes. Where, you know, it makes me, I've seen a lot of uh, discussion about the Butcher and the Blade this week. And obviously kind of earlier, was, we were talking about, you know, the guns are getting their run now. The butch and the blade, the crowd reaction is changing. I think everybody I think knows.
0: K- I think they just. I think the crowd's starting to realize like what well, we are, which is that they're starting to get I, their time. Yeah. You know? I think.
1: I think the crowd they're ready. You know? is ready for them to get something. Honestly, you could have sold me on the butch and the blade versus the acclaim next. Butch and blade and
0: Kip could be like. This sounds really random. I know a lot of people want like the factory in your case, or like other random teams to win the. Tri- it. They could be a team that could take the. I mean, don't get me wrong. The elite are kind of directionless with those titles right now. And I think they realize it too. So like I, it might be a short title reign for the elite, with those just to establish those guys
1: need a program. What the fuck's going on there? It's uh, just because they know
0: the segments don't do that well. So it's like, you know, and people are going to say, Oh, I saw Dave Meltzer going on like a massive rant with against people about, well, if you look at the quarter two of every show for the last, and I guarantee if you look at that, it's not fucking true. Cause I guarantee there was at least one time throughout history where a quarter two actually had something put in it that was meant to keep it. So I I don't believe when he says that because Meltzer, I think a lot of times says stuff like that, assuming he's correct when he doesn't actually have the data to like back it up, you know, but whatever um i'm not gonna rag on Meltzer. i do that enough but
1: maybe this week we'll get the the house of black thing where they're gonna spawn in and take their shots in. at the elite i mean that's kind of what they do right you know, it is it is it is you're right it's silly to say it like that but you know i, I could see it happening because they're a little directionless i think it just makes sense that it's going to be those teams so let's let's uh smokes let's go let's get this going absolutely uh, Darby Allen and Sting cut a promo. Allen won't challenge Joe for the title again. Promised to have Ortiz back. Sting said he and Allen will go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah.
0: Okay. It, I still think the last
1: feud Sting has should be with Darby. I mean, you know. Hey, I'd be down. Renee Biquette will speak with uh, Adam Cole next week on Dynamite. They tease revealing Cole's next opponent will be. Nah, I'm he just also said he
0: wasn't going to do it. I'll take
1: him at that. I don't think he's actually going to. Yeah, uh, Jay White just lost a loser leaves New Japan match. Him and Jay White started something. It, oh, it, dude, uh, add that I'd, to my dream. Jay White also in there. All right, Jay White. All right, so picture, picture this
0: in your, in your head. Jay White, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, uh, Juice Robinson, and then eventually Kanosuke Takeshi all in a faction together. It's a lot of it's a lot of bodies, but you could make it a work. lot of human. A
1: lot of human. Uh, hey, I'd buy it. I I really wish we got more of the undisputed elite. I I, I you was could really pull something
0: that. similar with that. It's not going to be the same, but you could do something like maybe Adam Cole slowly tries to like weed. Like do you know how Kenny Omega has been like booted out as the leader of the Bullet Club multiple times. Maybe it happens
1: again. Yeah. Hey. Maybe it does. Um. Then we have the impract- impractical Joker's beatdown. Kind of. You know. Just a little fun. Meh. <sighs> I don't care. Exactly. Lexi interviews Dustin Rhodes in an abandoned warehouse. No, you know, pretty clever that way. No one, you know, interrupts the interview. Mm -hmm. Rhodes focuses Swerve Strickland, who wears a Doritos logo for his chest. Uh, I actually really liked everything
0: he said here, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Uh, He said he will not tolerate Swerve tarnishing his family's name. Swerve's crew then shows up to attack Rhodes, put him through a wooden pallet, Swerve and Dustin Rhodes is made official, and I think Swerve ended it by saying happy Black History Month. Which <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs>
0: and you know, you know we love our boy
1: Trench. The, we are the Trench Appreciation Society, so Trench Appreciation Society here. And there's there's no disagreeing to that. Hello, what have we here? Ruby uh yes. Ruby Soho defeated Marina Shafir. Uh this was a commercial break match. Yeah, but I actually liked uh, Marina Shafir in it. She looked pretty good. Yeah, I just, okay. I just Why the this. hell was was the first four minutes of the match in commercial? It was so weird. Ah,
0: whatever. I don't care. Um, yeah. The inner thigh kick, the, the, the like inner le- inside leg kicks is what they're called in MMA. Like, the inner like thigh kick she was doing, though. Like, dude, I actually like if she starts working those, it's like a spot that wears people down across a match. I mean, and then maybe she gets like a leg lock submission for her finish dude that could be really really interesting like i genuinely am interested to see if they could get marina shafir like in a different style because like she is there's something with it with the wrestling and the bare feet and like she's more comfortable out there it feels like i do i'm starting to see some more from marina shafir i've been against i'm not against but i've been like sort of ragging on her for a little while being like you know
1: wh- wh- why is this not clicking for you i think this might have been like where it finally clicked man. i don't know and that's something i think at its core that i love about I, I i love that you and i both have that ability to we are open to being proven wrong and being surprised and Bro, go
0: back to the first season of this podcast and listen to
1: my opinions about orange cassidy dude like <laughs> yeah we we are not set in our our things are not set in stone with these guys we if austin gunn starts going on this run we might be talking about in 3 months like Holy shit, can you believe how fucking good Austin Gunn is his champion? This is insane. This guy, he's he's the best on the mic we've seen since sliced bread. I mean, who the, we could be talking about Slim J as our favorite wrestler.
0: No shot. Just, I'm, I'm always going to ride on
1: Slim <laughs> J. That one pushed it too far. Hey, dude, if you would have told me like nine months ago I would be in a Marina Shapiro as much as I am now, I would have said no shot. So, hey, hey, for what it's worth, Slim Jones. After the match, Tony Storm and Soraya came out to call Soho Baby Girl and recruiter for the Ladies World Order. Jamie Hader and Britt ran in, start brawling. They've broken up by a gaggle of officials. Excalibur announced Soho v. Storm v. Baker for Dynamite.
0: So we're finally going to get that match, which is good. I'm glad sometimes they just like disappear matches like that, that were supposed to happen. and I'm glad we're actually getting it.
1: Same. I'm down with it. Nair, uh, Lexi Nair. Try to interview Mark Briscoe. Sterling interrupted uh, to offer Briscoe his services. Briscoe politely declined. Uh, so Sterling called him a stupid chicken farmer. Before Briscoe could destroy Sterling, Josh Woods stepped in to remind Briscoe he's not in Delaware anymore. Briscoe v. Woods was a made official for Dynamite.
0: That's going to be a good match.
1: So I think uh, we're definitely seeing some more... Uh... Mark Briscoe.
0: I love that Mark Briscoe is leaning full on into the way they used to cut promos too, man. It's
1: He's going to be like his a little faces Im- after saying something. Do what? This guy's his little faces that he oh, makes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's good. With stuff. The eyes
0: closed. You can't even see what he's saying. Like you can't even read the expression. Just, Oh, it's very, it, it, I love that. He's going to be literally like a walking memorial, not memorial, a walking, like he's going to be the embodiment of the Briscoe legacy, just walking around. And that's, I that can only be a good thing, you know? oh yeah I'm actually really interested to talk about the next thing I don't want to just like move on if there was something else that you wanted to add about that but, uh, nope. but by the way Josh Woods great first opponent like that um but the next segment I'm actually really excited to talk about because I was proven wrong by it uh Jungle Boy and and Ryan Nemeth. I told everybody on this podcast two weeks ago something like that that I thought that splitting up Jungle Hook was a mistake that Jungle Boy was not going to get on
1: TV and here he is yeah here he is. He beats the crap out of the Hollywood hunk. And then Cage and Prince Nana came out after the match to confront Perry from the entrance stage. And Perry v. Page was announced for Dynamite. It's so a lot of Dynamite preview on a rampage here. So it wasn't that they didn't want to use Jungle. Or sorry, it wasn't that Jungle Boy's
0: not able to get on TV. It's that they just didn't want to use him for whatever reason. So they stuck him in a tag team. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I didn't hate the tag team, you gotta lie. I didn't hate it either. That's why I was saying keep it
1: going. I thought there was no it's chance random. he was gonna get used. Yeah. And it's
0: still like he's not being used. I feel like I'm still not wrong here, but whatever.
1: Alright, we got about four segments in a row here. Here we go. Uh Ortiz admitted he messed up with Eddie, but he won't let Eddie he won't let Kingston become a martyr for the House of Black, even if it means he has to fight Kingston. Ooh. So if we're following this right, uh pretty much Eddie wanted to join the House of Black two weeks ago. Last week House of Black didn't want anything to do with him. And this week, Ortiz will fight Kingston to keep him from joining the House of Black. Kind of uh, makes we can kind of see the paths here. I think this ends with Ortiz and Kingston. They and, need to be to clear Motivar. like
0: what the actually the House of Black want because like we had a really good promo that was cut where he said, "Well, we actually don't want you." So what do they want him? Do they not want? What is the deal?
1: Yeah, I. It almost feels like this was meant to be played last week. Man. Mm. It, it it felt a little out of order, but that's okay. Um, Renee interviewed and agitated Hangman Page, who isn't happy about the way he lost to Moxley last week. And Paquette is always interviewing after he fights Moxley. Literally. Page said page made the point he and Moxley are the top two guys in AW and a match between them shouldn't end with a cradle. I gotta say I like wrestlers saying that. Yeah,
0: it, it makes those like it, it it both adds legitimacy and it makes it seem a little bit like cheaper, you know, like of a way to get a win. It shouldn't add heat to a baby face, which it, we're dangerous territory with doing that. But um, it should be like viewed as like, a I don't like hangman. Don't call it stealing a win. Stealing a win is when you use like a cheating tactic on a roll up like that. I don't <laughs> th- I don't call that stealing a win to me. Yeah, but no,
1: it's not stealing a win. I do. I I like the point of. Come on, man! If you're gonna beat me, knock me the fuck out. That's good. Out
0: I'm with that. I'm with that it, it energy. It fits their
1: characters. Yes, too. Yes,
0: yes. I'm with that energy. However, don't call it stealing a win. He probably heard somebody say that on commentary a thousand times and just thinks of it as like a non-committal phrase at this point, or whatever I mean to say there. Like, like a non, like it doesn't mean anything. But I've heard so many people talk about like just how annoying it is on commentary when like people say that, and they do it in every company. But it's mainly a WWE thing. So don't don't bring the WWE to Hangman. Of all people, you should not be bringing WWE shit in. Like, <laughs> fuck.
1: Uh, Kip and Penelope interrupt. Uh, Sabian got beat up by Moxley. But he's not crying about it like Paige. Page left before he beat up Sabian. Later in the show, Paige versus Sabian was announced. This is the Kip-Sabian legacy match. I I love it. Moxley and Claudia will take on... Jesus. A lot of previews. That should be
0: week. a a good match, by the way, him and Kip. And I'm glad Kip's getting used. This Is what I mentioned before. Like, uh, agreed. He's, he's still being used, so good stuff.
1: Texas tornado match on Wednesday. Moxley and Claudio uh, against Rush and Preston. That should be Pele- a fucking pff,
0: banger, you know?
1: Absolutely. And our main event. It's it's like they hurt us last week. Orange Cassidy taking on and defeating Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Moriarty. Lee defending uh, orange... or trying to win the All Atlantis Championship. Orange Cassidy is back. He's in full swing. This title, this title run, we took like three weeks off, but now we're back because uh, no more Darby. And I thought this was really fun. Yeah, I I think these guys work together. Uh, Orange Cassidy again. He always he he has this this gift of like when Lee was working his arm, mm-hmm. for example. I just I bought it because the way orange cassidy carries himself he's okay the match, this is the thing that's like the, the most match. underrated yeah.
0: about cassidy's game is his selling man i'm not even kidding and, like,
1: and th- i just you, you buy it you you absolutely buy it and little things like that um but yeah other than that what what did you think of this one and uh and i guess our title reign continues yeah
0: um they stole the glasses how dare you lee they're not yours son of a biscuit back I'm going to throw something at you, Charlie. Tell me if I'm wrong here. You've been watching AEW a lot longer than me. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Bryce Remsburg make a mistake as a ref. I can't
1: pinpoint one in my head right now.
0: Like, there's been moments where, like, things didn't quite go or a ref had to, like, maybe I'm just overlooking something, but I think Bryce is just, like, genuinely, like, one of the best refs in AEW. Um and
1: aw does have some good refs
0: yeah uh paul no turner there. uh i would say paul turner stefan smith Aubrey Edwards, and bryce bryce remsberg
1: was it smith who did the uh the match with the guns is that who i'm thinking cannot
0: th- stefan
1: smith is whoever did the one with the Stephon guns, Smith's I the thought- one
0: that um that is always violated by emmy on on dark yes okay. it was him then okay good i'm glad that i went with that instead yeah, he, of he
1: did the match with the guns and i i his acting honestly was pretty remarkable Yeah,
0: he's great like and he takes it super seriously you could tell like um they absolutely they have a good team of refs in aw um yeah so just I'd note on that like i when something like that pops into my head randomly i just write it down because it's a good note um Some devastating up kicks from uh, Orange Cassidy. Love it. Some really fluid chain wrestling. Obviously, we have really technical Lee Moriarty. And obviously, we have that side of of Cassidy as well. But it's not what he's thought as. But some really, really fluid chain wrestling. Um, Like you mentioned, he attacked the arm. He was trying to disable the orange punch. Um, And you know what? This is a really great note. I'm so glad that I put this in my notes because I was thinking it the whole time throughout this match, Charlie. Some matches in AEW can have like a really high pace to them. um, And just like off the chains, spot, 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 right? This match yeah. had a good pace, but it never got away from it. And I think sometimes the matches can get a, well little bit, put. Um, a little bit away from themselves. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it works for whatever we're doing. But in this case, it was just perfectly just it drew itself out in the perfect amount, but it never felt like it got boring. Uh, I knew this was a good point to bring up anyway. Um, and I also like he's working the arm instead of doing like a hurricane Rana or like a weird flip move off the top or a dive. He just arm drags him off the top. super simple but that's smart wrestling you know um hell of a ddt to the outside i think that i think honestly that ddt to the outside
1: charlie i think there's only one thing you can say to that fuck i mean yeah and and bring us home with this here we go oh i doesn't want to play damn anyway damn yeah Yeah. (laughs) i I won't won't
0: throw an accent on it or anything we don't need to canceled, but yeah i mean um but yeah just damn uh simmons would be proud uh there was also a follow-up to that diving ddt which uh mortuary sold the shit out of him. <laughs> and um uh, i was with the match the whole way man it was really good um yeah and i like how lee lost he was trying to reset the border city stretch which he did lock in and then he was about to set it back in and try and get the win and it just got rolled right up into a pin and then uh you know when we had uh and this was actually who you mentioned you you wanted to see orange cassidy um fight at the pay-per-view we had uh jeff jarrett jay lethal and satnam Singh rush the ring and they attacked with the golden globe and so i think we're setting up for lethal versus uh versus uh cassidy at the pay-per-view potentially
1: i'm very okay with that um and you know, you know, I can't wait for the interview next week. Now to say Lee Moriarty uh, did it wasn't a real victory by Orange Cassidy, you
0: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, that God damn it, son of a bitch! <laughs> he stole I a just thinking about, Oh. Anyway, um, yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, I, I love Hangman, but sometimes he says stupid shit, you know. Like, and it's like, just chill out, man. Anyway, um, we're not the WWE of all people. That's what bothers me the most. Is that he's not, he's so not WWE, and he's the one bringing that shit in. It's like, stop it. Anyway, um, yeah, though, really, really good stuff. Um, this was like really, really close for my favorite this week. I got a lot. Li- I can't lie. To yeah.
1: Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey she got back up and running yeah uh i'm i'm with you this uh good good closer we we opened and closed it well uh hey, just dark. think about that the
0: first match of the week well if you don't count dark was was mjf versus to last was orange
1: cassidy versus Liam moriarty that's awesome i love that it's a good week to me and we're, we got a loaded week next week we covered a lot of it here um so yeah uh Thanks for you guys who stuck around. We about a two hour show. I kind of figured we'd, we because we were going to get into some stuff there. That was uh, a fun time to talk about. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, hope you guys really enjoyed the show. I, I had I had a good time here, man. Hell uh, yeah. And I guess that'll be it for us uh, real quickly. If you're still here. Thank you. And next week, Saturday. So in your feeds early Sunday morning. We're going to be covering Battle in the Valley. This is our first solo New Japan show that we're covering where we're not just, you know, lumping it in with uh, our normal Eat Sleep Elite like this. And of course, just because we're doing that, we will still have an Eat Sleep Elite next next week. I somehow got the hiccups at one in the morning. Don't know how. Um, But uh, a couple of the main matches, Kyrie versus mercedes Monet, Fred Rosser versus Kenta, Okada versus Tanahashi. I mean, dude. Jay White, uh, Eddie Kingston, Tom Lawler versus Homicide, and a couple others, including Saber, Zach Saber Jr. versus Clark Connors, and you know Clark Connors had a couple of matches in AEW that I thought I thought he looked good. And so he was in the uh, four way for the All Atlantic title, the first match too, right? I, That's I the same believe guy? so.
0: Yeah, I think it was one of the replacements. Yeah. yeah.
1: So good stuff. All in all, thank you very much for sticking this out. Uh, again, our social medias are oh uh, charlie with an x instead of an a bane duke and eat sleep elite if you had any questions or anything we eventually the goal would be to get a little bit of a mailbag series going on while well, we do news we poke a couple questions that people throw at us so yeah, yeah they can be really... like
0: hypotheticals like you know we always mention like our pillars but like we don't talk about our personal like i've never even asked you what your mountain washroom wrestling is you know like and so if anyone wants to know that that'd be a great question to throw in the mailbag so Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, things like that. Current stuff. Um, yeah, you know, fuck it. If you want to throw in a question about like a film you saw and that maybe we saw or something, maybe we'll do that. It's a good opportunity to put it in
1: there as well. Just anything you want to know. Could quite literally ask anything. Yeah. So that being said, you guys take care. We'll see you twice next week for Battle in the Valley and Eat Sleep Elite 45. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. what mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.